What's up, guys? This is the Comic Vine podcast for the week of Friday, November 11th, 2011. Whoa, 11, 11, 11. Alindromes. Yeah. I'm Sarah. I'm here with the editor-in-chief of ComicVine.com, Tony Guerrero. Hey, everybody. Norman Chan from Hello. Tested. And uh, resident uh, usual guest, <laughs> Corey. Hi, hi, hi. Hey, Corey. The band's back together. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> So let's talk uh, comics this week. Uh, Batman and Robin, number three. Wow, you jump right into it. Sure. I Whatever. want to say I mean, beforehand <laughs> that this is an amazing comics week. Yeah. This better than last week. Marvel And better than the week before. Absolutely killed it this week. Marvel books were good In a good week. way. Yeah. <laughs> Hella good. Let's right. start with, okay, let's, you have a, it's a moderate size stack next to you. Batman and Robin, issue three. Five I out of five, I love in my opinion. Alfred being a smartass. It, it was good. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, see, so, this is why I'm, I'm set, concerned. Let's set up the story. Something's this is the going third on. Part of an issue. Who is the villain? Damien. Afraid? No, <laughs> nobody. I think I, I think I actually missed issue two, so I'm kind of lost. I was a little bit lost. I, you know, but I also still, missed issue two. I still felt like this was okay, a it's really that, great issue. It, it's okay. The, the the villain is I think is he's going by nobody or something like that. Or, he has a name, and and he's an old friend of Bruce. Bruce, they know he knows who. Batman is Bruce and all that stuff like that. They know each other. A lot this, of those this guy, going around. It's basically yeah. another hush. Yeah, this guy is is a deadly. I mean, he's like a he's a vigilante, but he's extreme. And basically, in in issue two, Batman and Damian and Batman and Robin they they capture some bad guys, tie him up for the police, and then this guy comes, like kills him. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. they're they're tied up, and he's just so his you know extreme justice is like just kill and him. he has big plans for Gotham. And yeah, and and for Damien, he's he also made an interesting point of like, <laughs> sort of Batman and Robin or uh, Bruce and Damien use non-lethal means, but they're still like incredibly harmful means. Well, Bruce is always like broken bones, but right. what Damien does in this issue kind of goes back to his his upbringing and right. how he's been, well. "Quote unquote," held back. This he, he's time. had a lot of anger lately. For one thing, and we saw in the first issue, you know, he he Which had we didn't like all too much. I, yeah, there was, was some. Good. I mean, it was I, the I, one I, with I, the, cool, the ra- blowing up the pool. To yeah, cool yeah, the yeah, radiation. Right, it's so kind of ridiculous. The, oh, yeah, I remember that. The, the main thing is, you know, he when when Bruce came back from being dead, Damien was very respectful. You know, here's his father, and you know, he's Batman. He wants to live up to, and then but. He had gotten so used to Dick as Batman, even though you know he hated him at first. You know they had this great relationship. Now he's stuck back with Bruce, and and it's it's a different relationship because Bruce is more by the book, where where Dick gave a little bit more because he knew you know, more free flow. Yeah. yeah. So he, he's he's not happy with that, and and, and Bruce is being protective in a way because it's it's his son for one thing, and because he's a perfectionist. So Damien is just getting really pissed off that he's <laughs> he's being limited. It's it's almost like. Back to when when Damien first came to the mansion, and and you know Batman Bruce tried had, having him locked up in his room, and you know he yeah. broke out, and that's when he kicked the crap out of Tim Drake and like put him in the hospital or practically. You know. does, does this remind anyone else of Jason Todd's relationship with Bruce Wayne? Ex- yeah, actually, uh, like the hostility. One of the and... interns actually asked me while I was reading this uh, is if. This was like another extreme Robin. I was kind of like, you know, he kind of is, but not in the same way, Jason. Because he's ten, <laughs> way more talented. Yeah. He is. Well, it's, he it's is not little Batman. That. Yeah, but it's like when he he tries to be like cool and extreme, but because he was raised in such utter seclusion, it usually winds up backfiring mm-hmm. on him. Yeah, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So uh, with Dick and Damien, that Batman Robin series, we loved it because there, there was like this bickering, and it was like a really fun odd couple with. Damien trying to earn Dick's respect and Dick trying to prove that he could be Batman. Here, 
it's like stern Batman and Damien totally you could see Batman in him yeah uh, but he's just a child mm-hmm. he's immature I love the dog scene the art is amazing yeah, yeah. The art's really oh this, this there's a, one panel where Batman's climbing into his bat jet love that yeah it's like Ethan Van Siver meets Gary Frank like that's what it no no is. well it's it's what's his name really, I don't really not, like Ethan, not Ethan Van Siver um, whoever's drawing Green Lantern right now. Doug Mankey. Yeah, thank you. It's it's very Doug Mankey. It's, yes. it's I love Doug, Doug Mankey. Mankey meets yes. Frank. Well, Doug Mankey worked with Peter J. Tomasi a lot oh, okay. on Green Lantern, and this is just Patrick Gleason. Who I mean, they they who inked this? Is it? Um, the ink is Mick Gray. Okay. Um, the inking really kind of defines those two artists' styles. Mm-hmm. Doug Mankey's art, and I think we did we didn't cover Doug Mankey last week, right? Because he did. Um, oh no, he did this, this week too. Yeah. yeah. It's Tom Nguyen who does the best. Inking for Doug Mankey. When Doug Mankey inks himself, it's not as polished. Uh, art here looks great. Yeah, Bruce is. It's, it's different. It's a different Bruce Wayne it's personality of, than the other Batman books. Right. This almost feels like it's not taking place in the New Fifty. Yeah, it's definitely it's old. Well, a lot of yeah, the Batmans yeah. are because you know you got the regular Batman where things are a little more upbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still centered around I think yeah. a couple days. So I mean, it's, it's hard to say if that Batman is a little different. Detective Comics, it's again, it just it it's it does feel like it's a flashback. You know that that was a mistake I thought with the first issue from the interview that that Tony Daniel did with USA mm-hmm. Today, where I guess they messed up and they said it was a flashback, but it's mm-hmm. not. That doesn't feel like it's in the same continuity. So it's, it's I do weird. like it's definitely a, a different take from Batman being the unbeatable martial artist, because right. in both ongoing Batman and Batman and Robin, he is beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just I I think something's up with Damien. I mean, it's it's an awesome because awesome last issue. I mean, if you guys didn't read the last issue where he's he's in the Bat Cave and you know he's just pissed and then he he catches a bat and it snaps it and okay. and Alfred oh. sees this, so it's like something's gonna happen. I mean, he, he's he's getting these urges where he wants to kill and he gets pretty violent. Here. As cool as I think that would be, I want you to be wrong just because I really like Damien. I don't want him to like. And I, I like I like the idea villain. of this dog who may or may not be Ace the Bat Hound. Right. And I don't want anything to happen to the dog. I did not like that Batman bought the dog. Because he, he's not a fa- good father. Well, he should be a father. But, so he, <laughs> should, he's they should have oh, rescued a, a, the dog. The kid wants a dog. <laughs> I don't like that Batman's like, I bought you a dog because I'm proud of you. Well, he wanted a purebred. He, you can't just get some... Dog off the street, you end up with I someone like that's, Jason. That's Todd. all Bruce Wayne knows. He's buy stuff. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta know what you're getting. Okay. So you, you, whatever. Uh, Uncanny X Force number seventeen. This is so good. Stark Angel Lord, Saga. This book continues so to be great. Is, so this is, um, this is the uh, second to last issue. So next, Penultimate. next issue. I is thought it. this was the last one. This is it? I, you know, I have arc? to say of this arc, and then we, and so uh, okay, so we'll, we'll start. Um, if you don't know, last issue, uh, Archangel does some crazy stuff, brainwashes Psylocke. Psylocke sort of snaps out of it in this issue uh, with a little help from some Age of Apocalypse X-Men that uh, Phantom X sort of swings by and picks up. And I don't want to ruin a lot of it for you, although I feel like I have. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, essentially what happens here. Um, we looked at the Regenesis previews, and uh, some characters don't appear in the, the uh Issue 18, I guess, or is this 19 of X-Force, which would be... That's the new X-Force team. Is Remender staying on? Uh, Remender staying on. Excellent. So creative team uh, stays the same. Oh, great. But um, we do lose a a couple of people. 
We gain some also. And gain some, yeah. So the, I mean, that's who might be in this. That's issue. a yeah, because it, it's hard to say if Wolverine, how active he's, he's going gonna, to be. I don't think he's going to be in it anymore. And I worry for this book if Wolverine's off the book. Well, the, the thing with with Wolverine's the, not the best character the, in this the, book, though. No, but, but there's the there's like yes, a yeah. really yeah he's the name, and there's also a really great dynamic between mm. him and. Uh, like Phantom X, like there's yeah. a really good dynamic between those. I mean, two he, he's a good leader for this type of team. No, he is, and yeah. I really like him here. Yeah. So, 18 issues is this uncanny X Force post X Force, uh, you know, sex and violence stuff. I think when that comes out in three trades, it will be three trades to buy. Oh yeah, like definitely. This whole 18 story arc, and we're only issue 17. 18 issue arc. Has it's one big story, mm-hmm. and it's, it's apocalypse, <laughs> yeah. and it has Age of Apocalypse, right. and it is the new apocalypse, and it ties so it's it's an Archangel story for eighteen issues basically because mm-hmm. you have from issue one of his uh, his psychological problems and him and and Betsy all the way to him becoming the new apocalypse. Yeah, I mean this is something that he's been like Remender's been bringing yeah. up like the entire series. Yeah, like, Tides of the Horsemen thing. Yeah. Let's yeah. rewind like 16 issues. This has been a hell of a character arc for yeah. Archangel. I mean it's <laughs> and that's what kind of makes me a little bit upset. So I'm going to spoil this a little bit. Um I think he's not going to make it. Um, yeah, he has this. not been in any, any of the previews. He's, he's like, not in any of the previews, exactly. It seems like he is beyond redemption at this and point. And I just, that makes me so upset because for the last 17 issues, he's had so much character development and he's just such an interesting. It's the logical conclusion. He also killed yeah. a few thousand no, people. Is, I'm not sure. Because he, he, kind of he can't be a hero right ending. away. Yeah. No, yeah. of course he, not. You know, so. so you have flashbacks in this issue, both real flashbacks I, and real. also like, like a. I loved that. Story writing flashback and also an effective, right. like, memory, fla- like, a yeah. flashback. I love Both are it. drawn differently. I, I love the dr- like, depiction of Warren in that second flashback. Mm-hmm. He's very nervous and thin. Yeah. It's, it's, the and, colorist changed the technique. Yeah. So it, it, it looks like a little more sepia tone. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, not to say that there's no action. There beautiful. is so much action yeah. in this book. The fighting. A lot of great action, too. Like, people... In both the Age of Apocalypse characters and the X Force characters, gets they get messed up. Yeah, and it is brutal. Yeah, Wolverine oh, fighting like Psylocke and Phantom X. Oh I was man, like, no! Yeah. What? Even the scene with Archangel fighting Wolverine, Sabretooth, right. Nightcrawler, yeah. and Jean Grey. Yeah, or Nightcrawler and I guess his name is Genocide now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it is action packed. Oh man. Um, I'll make a side note: the uh, Tabula Rasa. Him killing the town that you mentioned right. that you yeah. earlier, and then rebuilding based on the seed in the world, that is perfect for Marvel six one six universe, and that's why I hate. Uh, I mentioned this last week with the Ultimates universe, oh, right. them doing the exact same thing in Ultimates, in Hickman's. except in yeah, in Hickman's yeah. Ultimates. In Ultimates, they actually succeeded. Like they they built this like weird micro civilization, right? <laughs> but that's like the absurd type of thing that fits well in Marvel Universe, yeah. but not in Ultimate. So, yeah. so where is Angel going to end up? Is he going to get stuck in the world? I think he's going to die. Or Age of Apocalypse. I say he dies and then they bring him back. He's I don't think he's going to die. I don't think they can kill him because there's been way too many deaths and yeah. resurrections like two days And they later. haven't built it up to be a death. Yeah, like they, they would. They would. They would have do with Archangel. I that's what I say. He's, he's, yeah. he's going to be trapped. Either maybe he'll take it over. Maybe get stuck in there. They find some way to lock him in. There. I don't think it'll be Age of Apocalypse. Well, if he was an Age of Apocalypse, that would be an opportunity for them to do a spinoff miniseries. 
They are. Because like Age of Apocalypse is getting its own series. Well, well, it's certainly like like, well, that's like different, no, well, one, one stuff is different. No, but there's also um, it's Uncanny X Force nineteen point one or something like that where um, they like Sabretooth's on the cover and mm. there's some other stuff. So it's obviously really? they they need to clean up some. It's some surprising stuff. considering some of the things that happen in this yeah. book, but <laughs> I, th- I think it was Sabretooth. Maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. that one gets pretty screwed up too. But you see him in kind of the, but, the previews. Sabretooth gets real screwed up. So. Um, the world, the world is a good place to have them in holding. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, because they're not going to lock him up. He, yeah. He's not going to like turn like, oh, I was wrong, and I should be a nice guy yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they got to do be, something, yeah. and that would be absurd. That would be a, really a bad end to this. Yeah. Really well, it's great like I wouldn't arc. be able to be like, oh, okay, well, I, I never mind. Like, I was yeah, just kidding. What the DC? I think if they, Hal Jordan, if they did, like, kill you killed a billion people, but you were possessed. So it's if fine. they kill him, then it would be too much of a burden on. Uh, Psylocke's character moving on because yeah. it would be too, they, they would it would be too easy. I don't so. think she's gonna move on. Well, it'd like be too if he, easy. If he's no, stuck too, there, right. then she's gonna want to go back. Yeah, you know what I mean. I that that's what I think. Just because she's. I mean, it was kind of the interesting. What if uh, Karen Page hadn't died? And it turns out like Daredevil actually went kind of more crazy. No, like, that's what if everything's always horrible. Yeah, you know, but but that one was interesting <laughs> because it at least justified it in that like death has some finality to it, but. The way that it Not if it's a major character. Well. <laughs> anyway, the point is that's it's an amazing book. Yeah, it is. If you if you haven't been reading it, this is not the issue to pick up. Yeah, all three eighteen beginning. issues. Yeah, 18 like, issues. it's absolutely worth it. Avenging Spider-Man number one. Awesome. That's a big deal. Zeb Wells, Joe Madeira. <laughs> Why is a big deal, book. Tony? Because it's number one. It's the return of Joe. <laughs> Joe Mad. Joe, Joe Mad after a while doing just like I think it was like video Ultimate. game and yeah. comic book. Which I mean, Darksiders worked out really well for him. Yeah. Um, and this came with a free code. Don't try the, using the code because I already redeemed it. That's the other big thing. So and I just want to say, so this redeem code, you had to go. You have to go online. You have to log into your Marvel whatever yeah. account. When I tried doing it, I had a heck of a time. It was just sat there loading, loading, and and I was like, "Oh crap!" I didn't log into my account first, so then I opened up a new window, logged in, entered the code. And I was I was like, "Watch, it's going to say this code has already been redeemed. Yeah. You're you're screwed." Mm-hmm. Same thing. It just sat there and loaded and loaded. I refreshed, entered. I entered the code probably like like five or six times, mm-hmm. and then I went back like maybe thirty minutes later, did it, and it worked. So it's, I oh. I checked it. It works on my phone. It's on you did it on Wednesday though. Yeah. So I don't know if maybe, maybe it wasn't ready. Maybe too many people, but. I mean, it, it is a cool thing. I have to say that. Oh, and when I did um, enter it, before you, you're able to get the comic, it's like, where did you buy your comic from? Yeah. So you have to say, I bought it from a store. I bought it online or something like that. Then it's like, what state? Because I, I, I got it at a store. So I said, it's like, what state? So I put the state. Then it, it had listed a bunch of stores. I don't know. I don't know if you know anything about this, Corey. <laughs> um, basically, there's supposed to be something that the stores are going to get, like, if if whoever bought it there because basically so if someone buys this comic and the point is this is new for marvel if you buy the comic it's a 299 comic you also get a code in the last page of the book where you can download the com- digital version of the comic on the marvel app or the ipad or whatever um because you have to fill out the for survey free. for free so it's not like that's the big that's, thing yeah. yeah and they're not doing that it for every book deal. it's just avenging spider-man number it's, one no it's and one two ultimates. one two the ultimates line after issue number six not every issue um. Yeah. Oh wow, that's a yeah. big deal. And there's, but, there's, there's but not raising the price. There, like, there's they just announced some, another one. The um, the year one graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Those are going to have digital copies too. That's awesome. Wow. And and the price is still two ninety nine. 
No, those are like graphic novels or oh, okay, prestige. Okay. Or, I don't right. know. No, not that. So that, that's great. But so I encourage you to go to the store, a local mm-hmm. comic book store, and buy the actual issue, mm-hmm. get the digital copy. But if you tell Marvel where you bought that comic There's book, there's supposed to be some sort of kickback the retailer or something. Might get an incentive, or maybe might get some uh, type of bonus. Free free promo. Mat- I, I don't I know say, what it is. Yeah, we haven't uh, gotten anything. Um, that yet, but that might come like next week because they want to give everyone. Oh yeah, PS Corey opened a comic shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two Cats Comic Book Store, three twenty West Portal Avenue. I bought stuff from there. Yeah, I know. We had Norm Chan in. One thing I note: um, <laughs> it was those people commented that you could see the code on the back of the comics, and here because it's it's a white cover. Right. And I, th- I think you can. It was well, bag though. It was polybag. So it was polybag. But I mean, okay. if you look right here, um, as I'm holding this up, and you guys uh-huh. can't see this, I mean, you can see most of the code. What they later did, and what this copy had is, is there was like a a, a blue sheet of paper right. in there to try to block it because I guess they're trying to keep people from. But being will all issues in the future be polybagged like this? Well, they have to be polybagged if they're going to have a code. Yeah. Otherwise, well, otherwise that was okay. So page. when Marvel, um, when Marvel decided to to go through with this, mm-hmm. they actually sat down with retailers and they were like, okay, what do we need to do to make this work? And the decision was that they these issues needed to be polybagged. Yeah, you know, and in, in, because it's unfortunate. Obviously, like people can't. are going to go into the store, they're going right. to write down the number, and they're going to yeah. you know download or it. Or use their cell phone. So, so yeah. be careful, yeah. retailers. It's, yeah, oh yeah, kids uh, with we cell have phones. All of our employees, like, do not let people open this book, no matter what. Because usually we're fine with that. Usually yeah. we're fine with like, yeah, open the book, take a look inside. But with this one, we're like, nope, can't do it. Mm. Trust me, that, the art that, is gorgeous. Like, <laughs> is that an incentive though to buy the book? A little bit more if it is polybagged because you don't really know what's in there. Right. You know? No, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's nice packaging. It it's kind like, of is in one way and it's a disincentive in another way because you're buying it blind. Some people are like, right. uh, well, that's I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait. Yeah. yeah. Read reviews. This is awesome, sites. though. I could not recommend it more. It now, is. why couldn't they, like, because as a retailer, Corey, you have uh, you know, some insight in this. When you buy, like, from uh, the distributor, right? right um, you tell them how many issues you want. Why can't they just send you like the codes in email based on how many issues you bought, and then you give it at the cash register the code? That would be really well. For one thing, it would be clunky, and for another thing, it would be a big security risk for us because then our employees could just. Mm-hmm. And that would be a lot up. more work for Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Like they'd need to have some. They need to yeah, hire somebody to, like specifically for that. We got a hundred copies of this That's book, crazy. so they would need to send us a hundred codes in our email. Well, an email, over Excel spreadsheet. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not that difficult. It's, it's, it wouldn't be difficult for us, but it would be actually kind of difficult for them. I think. I think, I think it'd be a pain. I, would, I, I mean, and that's I, for, I think this is easier. You know, there are like over there are a boatload of comic book stores in this city alone. Yeah. So. <laughs> the issue. A thousand codes. So, so the issue we have Spider-Man and the Avengers. They're fighting a big battle. Mm-hmm. What What was nice about this is you kind of see like the aftermath of the battle. You know, Spider-Man basically he's like, "Who's going back to the city? I, I need a ride." And, and everyone's like, uh, "Not it." Yeah, everyone plays a nice game. Up and it. so, so you get a lot of that. what. What I liked is you know you get have Spider-Man sometimes annoying, witty banter. You know, yeah. and and you know it, it gets it gets annoying to I the think, others. And yeah. it, I think what makes it funnier is when. He's joking with like Red Hulk, Thunderbolt mm-hmm. Ross. He doesn't even know what he's talking about half the time. Yeah. So I think that almost makes it funnier when he's saying all this it's stuff. Almost like talking to himself. Uh, I think the book is a little imbalanced because the first half of the book you do have the classic Spider-Man monologue of like I'm Peter Parker and right. how do I balance life, and then it kind of fades away the second half of the book with the action. Yeah, there's no and room for it. So much action. action though. <laughs> it is great art, and if you know Joe Mad's art, you will like this book. Yeah. Um, and and the, I think the colors are really good too. It's, yeah, it's a standalone story. 
it's separate from the other, I mean, post Spider yeah. Island stuff. Uh, it almost feels like an like, astonishing. It should be like, called Astonishing Spider-Man. But it's it's also like the Mar- old Marvel team up that always had Spider-Man and someone mm-hmm. else. But I think I like it's this sliding scale of continuity that they've started to do with Marvel because you still get like Commander Rogers here. Like this is. So don't even try to like place this. Yeah, in it's just, it's just, just enjoy the story. It's, it's standalone. It's a fun <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man story. I mean, J. Jonah James. It's time relevant because of the marathon, New York mm-hmm. marathon. So uh-huh. Marvel is really good about that, actually. Well, they they're always... based in New York, yeah. right? Yeah. So. My dad actually ran the New York marathon last year. Hmm? Nice. You dad. did? My dad. Oh. Mike yeah. Tatum here ran it this past weekend. Oh, cool. In New York? Yeah, he was oh, in New York just running it. I kind of heard unofficially that this was done like a while ago. Like it wasn't just done recently. I mean, to, to give you probably Joe want a, him, yeah, in the a heads up for Joe Mad. I know. Like the worst thing for this book would be because, especially, it's a new title. It's like it's not like a re like a like Uncanny X Men renumbering. It's Avenging Spider Man. But the worst thing would be like five issues online. Oh, announcement! Joe Mad is now taking a break from this to catch up. Well, <laughs> what I think is happening, I think he's doing like the first arc, which I don't know if it's five or six issues. Then I think someone else is doing. Maybe like two or three issues, then he's coming back and doing another arc. Then after that, I guess we'll see. Is the premise that it's always going to be a team up? Yes. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> supposed to, it's it's they joke and call it Spider Man and his avenging friends. Okay. You know, yeah. so it's it's going to be and so it's it's Marvel team up. That's but. why it's so much like astonishing Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that Avenging Spider Man actually makes it sound like it's going to be a much darker book, but it's not. Yeah, it's very it like fun loving. It's very yeah. right. It's, it's almost Spider Man and the Avengers. Yeah. And you know, we've talked about Dan Slott. His Spider Man has been great, but I forgot like how much. I like oh, Zeb Wells. Zeb I mean, Wells you know, when he, when they had the rotating writers, and after Brand New Day, you know, they would each yeah. do their own arc and everything. And and he's he's a good Spider-Man. You know, he's he's got the humor and the character down. So, but he also you, you never forget, or you, it's it's easy to forget. He can also uh, tug on the old heartstrings, especially with like Tangled Web of Spider-Man. And I think he wrote uh, Battle and Jack Murdoch. It's safe to say that this is a Spider-Man book if you like Spider-Man but don't care too much about his personal life. Yeah, and it's more about him and his ventures and. Fighting criminals. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Big action. Villain, big villains. Big te- big superheroes. Mm-hmm. There so, you go. That's, that's good. That's. I give it a four or five. I give it a five, just because yeah, I got I'll excited. Give it a five. I can't really think of a complaint that I have. About the that. only thing. So, and, and here's the thing. It's, it, it is three ninety nine. You get twenty four pages. Hmm. The I, whole thing is. I mean, that was a price before they did the free digital. So it's great that they're adding that because. Something like um, Justice League is three ninety nine, and then if you want the digital, you have to pay an extra. You're paying four ninety nine. So here's that. And then what, what I didn't like, because I, I read this early, is you know it's got this exclusive preview for you know, exclusive Avengers. Exclusive meaning it's at the back of every Marvel yeah, book. Yeah, so like, <laughs> that's not really much of an incentive here for yeah. this. But um, I think it's 4 out of 5 because I wasn't super surprised. I, I, I didn't feel like, oh, my God, this villain, or <laughs> wow, I can't believe Red Hulk did that. All right. <laughs> Green Lantern number three <gasps> with the best Green Lantern in the universe, Bottom Sinestro. Five. This was a great book. Uh, this so really this good. is uh, Patrick – no, not Patrick Gleason. Jeff Johns. Pretty. Um, Doug Mankey, mm-hmm. Jeff Johns, um, inked by Tom Newman. But now if you look at the cover, Doug Mankey did the inking himself on the cover, and you can tell the difference yeah. between the, um, the cover, like the edges, and also the interiors. That's why I think Tom Newman really takes, should take – more credit. This, the, um, is, this is so much prettier than even Van Scriver. Oh, oh, oh absolutely. Mm-hmm. Ethan Van Scriver, I think, I is can't, I, really overrated. I'll be completely honest. I cannot stand him. Now, and I think his anatomy, like his... Well, he's, he's, he's oh. got a lot it's, of visible line work. It's really bad. It, it's like if the bodies seem very flat, 
and almost in a Michael Turner kind of way. I don't want to bad talk Michael Turner, but they're very similar. Yeah. Uh, like very long torsos. Yeah. Uh, but he did a very good Batman. Like his Batman, like the way he does this, the mask, the cowl, and the detail around the eyes in the cowl. Are you talking about Cyber? Or Sky, or Cyber. Or cyber. Okay. cyber. Uh, it's, it's very detailed. So it's a very distinct look. Um, but I think he spends too much time. Like he's very good when he's doing poses. Yeah. But when he's doing interiors, it just feels really messy and modeled to me. He I didn't don't know. bring the whole when when he did like rebirth and stuff. He did bring the whole like new style of Green Lantern with the yeah with mm -hmm. the, the glowing. I also liked how he drew Batman. Lantern. That is mostly a shadow. Well, he did Batman before, and he did when he did like Batman Superman okay, stuff. Uh, I've seen that. It was really good. Like he, he does a great Man Bat. <laughs> you can imagine, Bat, right? Actually, yeah. So um, what we have going on is Sinestro. He still has a ring. Doesn't want the ring. He's he mm -hmm. has it. His planet, Korugar, however you say it, is under control of a Sinestro Corp, so he needs Cor, a liberated Cor. corpse because nope, Cor. they're killing people. So he, 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 with the N64 game Blast he goes back to Earth because Hal Jordan, his ring was removed. Was, he was stripped of it after he killed Krona, the renegade guardian. This is another one where I didn't read issue two. I actually just realized. What? It's so good. I, I, I didn't intentionally. Issue two is so much better than issue one. So, or, so basically, issue one was great too. Sinestro comes, goes to Earth and says, Hal Jordan, I'm going to help you, but you're going to help me. Gives him a ring. Hell immediately gives him a he, ring. He, he makes a, green a ring. lantern ring. No one else can make rings right now. Otherwise, why doesn't Hell just go to John Stewart or Kyle right. or guys say, "Make me a ring"? But they can't do it because they don't know how. Sinestro's that, that's willpower is so strong <laughs> that he could he enable con his constructs that can make other constructs. Oh and God. and he so right away Hell tries attacking Sinestro. And this is all issue two. He tries attacking him, but the ring can't hurt Sinestro because so wait, Hal. Can't theoretically charge his own ring. Sinestro has know. to charge his Char ring, and then yes. it powers. Not, not really sure. Yes, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, because basically what what he says here is like, you help me, you get to keep the ring. There's got to be. I mean, it's yeah, not it's like not he's going to be construct. so. Right. so Let me ask a, a slight sidebar before we dive into this issue. Who do you hear as Sinestro's voice when you're reading it, if anyone? Um, the guy that played him in the movie, Mark, Mark Strong, Strong. Okay. Oh, Victor Garber. I get a Victor Garber. I get David from Alias Moore. from from he, he did one of the animate the first flight I think uh, or the animated huh. movie. I, I hear I hear British voice. I do hear a British. Voice. I get a David yeah. Warner. Yeah, Mark Strong is British. I was gonna say if, it, if uh, for those who don't know who that is, uh, John Irenicus in Baldur's Gate Two, uh, the priest in the Omen. Well, who is this? David Warner. Oh, okay. Um, he's in a lot of stuff. Some good, some very bad. I do he's, hear a very like a noble, a very like. A regal voice. Yeah. I hear Sean oh, yeah, Connery. Like he's, he's, I'm kidding. That's Sean well, <laughs> like someone who talks, like enunciates oh. every syllable. And like, I, I think Mark Strong did a great Sinestro. Actually, mm -hmm. I, I, he's, he's the best part of that movie. It should yeah. be more like like a helium voice because the air is different on this planet. I'm Jordan. Hal Jordan, I do not trust you to follow my plan. That's actually what I think the Guardians sound like. <laughs> They sound like Oompa Loompas. <laughs> they look like Oompa Loompas, yeah. I mean. So Smurfs. They're, they're underway. They need to liberate the planet. But all throughout, Sinestro is just showing all the stuff he can do. Like in issue two, he saves uh, – this bridge is collapsing. There's all these people in danger. You know, Hal's like saving one person at a time. Sinestro yeah. Yeah, just, well, just like, saves everyone. It's, it's like you have the most powerful ring in the universe, or powerful weapon in the universe, but your mind – its limitation is your mind. And so you're going to build these like simple constructs. And I know, like, Grant Morrison, when he did, like, JLA Earth 2, like, he had Kyle make, like, a thousand, you know, monkey flying monkeys pick up bodies and stuff. You could do much more than make a 
hot rod like Royal Royal Hot Wheels thing <laughs> and, and uh, Hot Wheels yeah, race yeah Hot track. Wheels racetrack to stop a that was the car worst that was the worst and a big hammer or something uh, and a giant fist yeah that like, that yeah. one came twice I actually think. we saw that a couple see times. that's why John Stewart's impressive because his constructs are incredibly detailed it's not just yeah he's an architect it, he thinks every mm-hmm. piece of every little bit of machine is in the his man construct. knows how to put a gun together yeah <laughs> he knows how to assemble and disassemble one so um without spoiling thing there's a spoiler article if you want to see spoilers or just you know read the actual comic sinestro just does crazy things and stuff that no other lanterns know because like there's something he does and hal's like how come no one else has told me about this? And Sinestro's yeah. like, the Guardians don't want his, us to know. I also kind of love his answer of, why didn't you ever try? <laughs> so it's... it's yeah, I just it's, love how... We do have a hint of Sinestro. I mean, it's cool that he is taking on the uh, his, his old core, his, his namesake. Yeah. But also, uh, there is a hint of some other relationship stuff. We get, we get a more emotional Sinestro than we've had in a while. Like, oh, yeah. And not just like anger or whatever. And, yeah. and, and then at the last page, crazy, oh, yeah. come on, Tony. We it even says means. right there. Oh, that, that, we well, know what that means, too. Disintegration complete. Don't spoil that much. Someone dies. No, disintegration yep, complete. I didn't even say someone. It's disintegration complete. I just said someone what, died. What happens? When was the last time disintegration happened? It meant you go to the antimatter universe. Nope, that's not what's going to happen. <laughs> they can't do that. They can't do that. He's dead. Anyway, you disintegrate. Magneto, not a hero. Oh, so good. Okay. Okay. So Green Lantern, I, I think, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's also it. really I think great. I mentioned this like last issue that came out. It is of the New Fifty Two, one of the closest tied books to the old DC. Totally. Yeah. Like you can't read that. You can't pick this up. I'm like like so different from Flash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's weird. But Magneto, so, Magneto not, a hero. not a hero. So good, like Sarah Scotty said. Scotty Young. This is great. So Scotty awesome. Young and Scotty who Young is the artist? Playman. I'm sorry. Man. Scotty Young is showing not this, only the can art he draw. in this is so beautiful. So it looks it's very so much like Olivier Coipel. Thank you. Yeah, that it was does. Just that's like, what I thought. That's what I, I thought Olivier it was. Three times to make sure it wasn't. Especially that's the scene with Magneto <laughs> and walking next hands. to yeah, yeah. they holding hands. It like Aww. it looks just just like him. Yeah, except not as not as. A little bit of not as polished. I think this scene is is really great. So um, Magneto, uh, there's footage of Magneto going in, killing all these people who are protesting mutants. Yeah, protesting mutants, saying, you know, I'm going to spit on the mutants. Yeah, they're they're a cult. Mutant-hating cult. And Magneto goes in, kills them all. footage of Magneto killing them. And then uh, government sees that, and uh, it's like a big uproar. So um, Cap and Iron Man show up, and they call a meeting with Cyclops and Magneto to find out, you know, what's going on. This is really interesting. Best because, meeting ever. Yeah. yeah, they show up, and they're not the in uniform. Yeah, they're dudes. But uh, hands. Iron Man <laughs> came completely prepared with his rubber. Yes, uh, the invincible rubber. That man. is awesome. <laughs> I like. It was just. It was so cool. The invincible rubber man. And their so, banter between the four of them. Again, yeah. Yeah. this was a great week for banter. Like yeah. Sinestro. Yeah. The dialogue. And I think you guys are spoiling too much. People need okay. to buy this. No, yeah. that's that's all we're gonna say. That's, that's all it. we need to and say yeah, from now. It's, it's a limited edition miniseries. There's. It's a. It's four issue series. Um, this beginning scene is the best in the book, except for that last scene in the book where it's mm-hmm. like, whoa, what the heck is going on? So it's it's great, uh, very interesting. Magneto, I think it's cool. You know, he's still got his agenda. He still sees uh, mutants as superior to, right. you know, yeah. and he makes humans. That very clear. Yeah. He does make that very clear, but he's 
he's different now, you know. So it's he's mellowed it's, in his old age. Yeah, it's very interesting <laughs> the way um, Scotty presents his character. But yeah, yeah, he's yeah that's still, awesome. he's very powerful. <laughs> so uh, this is still action. There's a lot of action. I would love book. to see um, Namor and Magneto have a conversation. Yeah. You would think that since, you know, they're like on the same team now. In Uncanny they... X-Men, yeah. Namor and have like very similar personalities and but different. Huge yeah, ego. You mentioned yeah. that. That is something that I can't believe we haven't seen more of. Exactly. <laughs> I'd like to see them fight. Yeah. The, the room's not big enough for their egos. Yeah. That's I don't know. Because they're both the power. Like they, they are like they're the better than else. of the, the X-Men. X-Men universe. Yeah. And, yeah. and remember in Wolf- when Wolverine came back, it was – Namor and Magneto were the backup plan to, to yeah. kill Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Cyclops' backup plan. And they're both uh, pretty egotistical. Yeah. So this is great. This is a great series. It's only four issues. So I personally really recommend picking it up because it's awesome. Yeah, we all recommend. Definitely. Yeah. 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 So it's a great Magneto issues. story. So. Fear Itself, 7.2. Thor. Again, 5 out of 5. So good. So yeah. good. This, I think this had one of the most amazing what, what the F is going to happen, what the F is going on endings. I think... Uh, a lot of books. Fraction, so Fraction, Kieran Gillen, and Strzinski. Writing Thor is fun because you have to write in like poetry almost, yeah. like comics poetry. Yeah. And it, it is all like the, – the, you get to like be fancy with your words. And I guess Hickman's written Thor also. And talk about like lore and, and use like and, – and just be very cryptic about everything. Yeah. Uh, the reverence the, the Asgardians play, pay to certain characters – um, is great in this issue. But then it does tap into. There's this weird ending where you. Well, okay, yes, we're not going to talk about the ending. Yeah, we're we'll not, not going to talk about the ending. It's very what uh, is going on? You need to read this as both a conclusion to Fear itself because it ties into some scenes that we've seen in Fear itself epilogues. Right. You need to read this as a Thor fan because it is a. If you if you follow the resurrection of Thor all the way back from you know, Thor one to now. Uh, it kind of closes that arc and brings something new. And, and then also... We already know what's coming up. Yeah, Marvel's, I mean, they, Marvel's teased, teased yeah, that there's going to be a new yeah. God of Thunder. Yep. And there that's that's explained here, and it's, it is a what's going on. It's explained in a really interesting way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that ties yeah, into so cool. like just the idea of gods it's like, yeah, on, the, on Earth. The very theory, the very notion of myth is, yeah. is explored um, I don't know if this is a spoiler, maybe I shouldn't say this, but it, it kind of reminds me a little of Century, but in a good way. Yeah. way. You know, like bit, when, yeah. when the, the Century miniseries. The very original yeah. The whole thing is like, yeah. like, who is this guy that was right. always around, but no one knows? No, it's, yeah. It, it, it kind of reminded me of that. Uh, it does g- give some closure with the funeral of Thor, and I, we, I know we've seen that, the pyre stuff, mm-hmm. right? but the writing of Sif and Loki, and you know, Sif and Loki have this r- weird relationship, but Loki they meant- trying to save Thor... Did I read it wrong where they refer to Sif as the widow? It is. Yes. Sif as widow and Jane as unrequited. the unrequited, which is I, I love those. They didn't get married. Well, they've been together. In in myth, Sif and Thor yeah, were together. Yeah. Um, Their love is timeless. That, that <laughs> is, love is not legally binding. Sif way putting they're in love. Exactly. <laughs> She's a widow. Whereas Jane's heart. love is unrequited. Yeah. <laughs> and the, but the Jane reaction is great. The Sif reaction is great. The nine worlds coming to. Pay tribute to Thor. Yeah. Who is that? That other amazing. other female? Oh, the three. I, I don't know who. Uh, There's the other one. Uh, not not the mom. Ray not not Gaia. Not Aiden? the one with the Aiden? the the crazy outfit. Outfit. Oh, it's yeah. like come on, Aiden really? Or whatever it was. The the. I don't know who the it's three. Not are. Practical <laughs> outfit. You know, Asgardians don't wear. That's not the latest that Asgardian fashion. I, I like this. Uh, 
the veil, veil was, that yeah. she puts yeah. on because it's That's like it's, awesome. it's like she's mourning, but it's, it's also still, still a warrior. It's like a yeah. warrior veil. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool. exactly I bet you can that. find that on some websites yeah. online, right? Some of those like armor websites. Yeah. For, 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 my husband died. It also looks like I must my chainmail veil. Yeah, right. It's like a character from Castle Crashers. So the the point ones are are pretty good. Oh, so yeah. good. Um, this came out point two, came out last week, <laughs> so, and yeah, I'm, Sarah, and I made just, you read this yeah, seven point one. Really good, Bucky. It's really good. It's I really, really thought good. he was. Never mind. Can I spoil it? We talked about it last week. Come on. Um, we talked about it pretty graphically. Last I think week. It, uh, everyone's kind of talking about. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, really yeah, I glad he's not dead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's just no way. It made absolutely no sense. Yeah. That Brubaker would go through all this stuff, yeah. make them, you know, come up with a credible, believable, acceptable return from the dead, do all this stuff, mold him into this great character, into a true successor to Captain America, all these adventures and issues and stories, and then just wipe him out. It's like, there's I no way to I mean, Robert Kirkman Me does too. it all the time. Well, that, that's different. <laughs> I think it's cool that he, like, he comes to self-realization that um, he, he is not Captain America. You know, that that's not for him. Yeah, he didn't want and it. He's, like, okay, he's yeah. okay with that, and I he think that's cool. He only did it so no one else would. Yeah, it was like during yeah, the, right. the, the Fallen Sun storyline, mm-hmm. Iron Man comes up to me. He's like, I don't want this. And then yeah, I mean, like, the only one who can to do it. Yeah. I know. Oh, God. Which was weird. very similar to Dick Grayson Batman. Dick didn't want it, but yeah. he had to. But, it's but, but, then, he li- but then he liked it. <laughs> he oh, did like it a lot. And yeah. now he still likes it because he's Well, no, now we don't talk about it. Um it made more sense when Dick took up the mantle because there was Nightfall and where Bruce said to him that you should have taken it and the whole John Paul Valley. But was such a the, the whole thing in Battle for the Cowl, Bruce a lot of did not want him to take it. That was like because his message. His own him. character. Yeah, he's he's like you know person. I don't want you to go down this road. Well, yeah, he always said like Dick's way of becoming his own man was becoming Nightwing, and mm-hmm. he was like I don't want to cheapen. Right, but Dick was never going to be Batman. Yeah. Tim like, was always going to be Batman. That's what I. That's what awesome. I think too. But like. I don't think that I don't think Nightwing really ever wanted it. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. think Dick ever really wanted it. Well, yeah. That's why he left. Like yeah. he Yeah. It know. was his his he being made a, really a hero. Big deal about it. His being a hero is not based on sorrow Mm-mm. and avenge, like avenging, you know, He's memory. Not dark. Um, yeah. unlike Tim, but Tim has never been as intense as Batman. He's just been the world. Like Well, and Tim started out and both his parents were alive, I think. Uh, yep. Tim's more yes. practical, yeah. I think. His mom well, Tim was, was always but he, so all the sur- people surrounding <laughs> Batman if you combine Tim, Damien, and Nightwing, you get Bruce. Yeah. Ooh. Intensity of Damien, world's greatest detective in Tim, and then the natural abilities. Yeah. And then of, Jason's the Joker. Right. <laughs> Which is yeah, Bruce's Just leave off half. the R, and I think mm-hmm. you've got what Jason is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. That's right. That's right. I said it. Get out of here. Ultimate Comic Spider-Man number four. So this now, is... This is really cute. Yeah. You're a reviewer... Matt Demers. Matt Demers did not like this. He didn't like this. Much. What is wrong hate. with him? He doesn't like anything. Why does Matt even work for us? He doesn't even like comics. Anyway, this is a maybe good book. it was a Canadian. Like one of our couldn't understand it. Yeah, yeah I know. so that was, um, that's what I was going for. Okay, so Matt gave this a three out of five. Whatever. Whoa. This is totally like at least a four. Yeah, at least a four. Harsh. Well, okay, good. Well, actually, I though, like it. Okay, I like it too. What were his complaints? Because I, I did have I one remember. complaint about like, this. Whatever, but, Corey, what's your complaint? It's starting to to drag a little bit. It's, it's not a Bendis a book. Thing it's yet. a Bendis origin book. That's how how the first one was. It was like six issues before he even put yeah. even got his power. And, and the great thing is because it's last issue kind of revealed that it was all it's kind of like set in the past. Right. Um, it, you want the story. 
it's Spider Man. Don't get me wrong. I'd still probably just have give it a five, but it's like put on I'm the suit. Exactly. To... You can't have someone just put on the suit. Why did he yeah. do it? Spider Man is and defined. Scene, yeah. And the scene between between Miles and Gwen Stacy, yeah. it felt a little bit contrived, but. It's, I still loved it. Oh, like, yeah. it was tried still... in that Gwen Stacy would come up to the kid and right, like, exactly. be sassy like, about it. Yeah, and stuff like, yeah. That. yeah like why would she? Why would she talk to some random yeah. dude? Like, yeah. right. there's millions of people out like, there and, right and actually tell him the whole story right. of like about Uncle Ben like, and everything. It's like, like that's, whoa, yeah, that's you can look it up online. I, like, you know, I mean, whatever. everyone knew who he was. So, but his his ability to write a teenage kid's mind so cool, right? And he proved it in Ultimate Spider-Man, and he proves it in New Ultimate this new Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, the kid feels really real. Yeah, um, and it's it's so different. It's not just here's another Spider-Man. You know, here's he another feel copy. Like a, a kid yeah. being written by an he's adult. a he's a he's a totally separate Spider-Man character, which is yeah. great. I love that. I love his first reaction to Spider Sense was, "Oh God, did this thing give me cancer? Mm-hmm. Right, what is that buzzing in my head?" Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I love the way he's like he's having so oh, much whatever. fun. He's like, "Oh my God, this is so much fun! Like yeah. it's fun to be Spider-Man." It's the only weird thing I would say is that there was set up that he had different powers. Than Spider-Man, but he yeah. hasn't really shown that much. No, it's still early because it's dragging yeah, yeah, like Corey says. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, I didn't say that was that certainly didn't warrant a three. The ending uh, of this book is also. Really I great love too. that someone shows yeah. up and uh, so good. I, good. I really like that. Real like, good. Because okay, my fear for the book though is that over twenty-four issues, it would just be him interacting with people from Peter Parker's past. Yeah, and see, that's kind of also what I mean about it. Dragon. Villains are like so no, no. like friends who and family. Oh, like he needs to meet Spider-Man. Nick Fury next. Right. Oh, yeah, he no. needs to meet Captain America next. But yeah, they're, oh, they're gonna everyone's gonna be out. like, Peter Parker did this. You better live up to his his you know See, his this legacy. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> so it can't be that. Everyone's all getting hands He needs to have his own adventures. Like, now listen, new and, Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it makes sense that those people are going to come after him. No, no, true. It's true. Everything that happens. Loose ends. It's 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 passing of the torch. Yep. Big torch. Batwoman number three. I love this oh book. God. I love this is a this five. Book. This is amazing. This story is I great. I love how stylized this art is. I um, really hope that J.H. Williams sticks with it for you know a long time. You know what's interesting? Like the colorist. Um, I don't remember the colorist's name. But um, he, he does a really great job because the way he colors Kate in scenes with Betty – distinctly different Mm -hmm. she's very vibrant like the colors are very vibrant and then uh kate still has like this painted sort of it looks like it's got like a painted texture i I don't know how to explain it but she looks completely different um it's a beautiful story she's in a little bit of trouble so um the dc or no the um oh um What's the or- yeah, the DOA, exactly. No, that's not it. So it's, it's the D- it's, it's some, I forget the name of it. But this uh, you know, government yeah. organization is on Kate's tail. and uh, Whatever is run by Mr. Bones. Right. Or whatever is it DEA? Yeah. DEA, no. that's it. Yeah, DEA. I'm, I'm sorry I wasn't really listening, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So uh, it is, yeah, it's the DEA. Um, it's great. Like, they're after her. And then she gets, like, her. she has her first experience with, like, the weeping woman. Yeah, and which she, is horrifying. She's, like, the succubus, right? It's and scary. It is scary. It's really cool. But it's beautifully um, illustrated. The panels, like, the the way they're placed, like, um, perfect. I I can't say good enough, good things. Yeah. More, more things. Good things. I, I just want to reemphasize that the villain in this is terrifying. Yeah, like yeah, absolutely. It's got a great look. It's got a great ability. It's got an mm-hmm. amazing way that it kills people. It's ah, oh, 
It's also scary. And also <laughs> Flame Bird in here, mm-hmm. she doesn't give a crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's awesome. So it's it's a great book. It's I, great characters. I really thing. recommend it's it. Art. It's fantastic. All I'm going to say, I didn't like this one as much as the other ones. Really? Yeah. Why not? I just, eh. I, I didn't. I felt like, um, I mean, art is absolutely amazing. I do have to say, sometimes some of the pages are a little too stylized. It's it's great to look at, but then you got all the stuff like you know the story going. But I mean, I'm, that's I think not a complaint. You really have to read it slowly to take everything in. You can't like speed through it. Yeah, and you kind of need to. It's kind of sometimes awkward to know which panel you should read next because yeah. sometimes it goes like in that weird like twisting double and left to right, left right to two left. two page spreads. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I felt like not a whole lot happened here. I mean, I, I'm, like I'm, I'm, I'm saying saying it's, it's good, but it just I didn't think it was as good as the other. But that's just Fair my enough. opinion. Batgirl number three, and now Nightwing. Three, two, right? <laughs> yep. Um, oh, I would give this a four to five. Uh, I would give this a four. Should we spoil four, one right? one I little thing? Four. Do you like the dialogue? Guys? I thought it was fun. Uh, I think I think the like repetition of that one like, yeah. series of lines yeah. about the ballet and stuff. I think that is contrived. Mm-hmm. The, the oh, two different it's, perspectives. It's not as clever as it seems to think that it right. is. Uh, but I think not like Garrison. It still <laughs> addresses some some. Some important things between uh, Babs and Dick Grayson. I do want to. Is this Barbara though? Uh, or is it like well, it's Stephanie new with red hair? It's New Fifty Two Barbara. I'm, like I'm going to spoil this part. Gordon. What she says here. I mean, okay. So we we don't know exactly how she's able to walk. We know that there are some procedures like that. that Which is funny because they were like, we're not going to come up with something like dumb like cybernetic legs. So we just came up with nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing that she points out, and this this is this is shows that they're actually they're acknowledging it is um, she was told that her condition could deteriorate. Right. So, and you know, we see that, and uh, I think Sarah and I, we talked about. I don't know if we talked about it in the podcast before, like when she gets slammed into the cars. Like, you know, she just had surgery. We don't know how long ago yeah, this but, happened, but she still could not walk for a long time. Right. Three years, I think she said she was right. in injured. So, you know, so she got whatever surgery, some procedure, some miracle, well, some really something happened. <laughs> so she has to spend some time physical therapy getting back. And but still, oh, the fact I don't I don't care if it was a few months or whatever. I mean, she's just had this major surgery, so right. she's got to be not as delicate as is kind of you know some people are, are asking. Tony, if you were slammed into a car, I think maybe. Like they, you might they, break they, a hip or something. They have that, that crazy bad armor she that everyone armor in DC. I don't care. I don't care. She she was in a wheelchair for. Yeah. yeah so I, I just I just think it's crazy like how much and and that's something that that comes up in, in this issue is like that she's risking a lot and she realizes that things could go bad. She also kind of vacillates really really hard between being a preternatural badass and being kind of a wimp. Lame. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't like. I don't like this whole hot or cold. Like, let's get some lukewarm or cool. Yeah, especially like, with... Yeah. with, with um, and why don't you practice a little bit more before you, like, hit the streets? You yeah. know what I mean? Her, I don't know. Her, like, she's, she comes off as a jerk. Yeah, with, with, <laughs> when her and Dick, I mean, there's, there's some good dialogue when she's talking about, like, the relationship before and how she can't mm-hmm. resist them in certain things, you know, the connection they have like that. And she's, you know, kind of jokes with them, but then, like you said, she just kind of turns on him and it's just... It's like whoa. It, it seemed almost just like a justification to have this cover that we have that she turned yeah. on him. Like there was really no reason for that abrupt and and, and also yeah, to, to set up that he's not going to be appearing anytime soon right. after after yeah. I want to go back to Batwoman for a second. Since I'm just reading it now. Oh, there's like four different art styles in here. It's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like but it's so, awesome. I know like, <laughs> she's drawn. So like, depending on the character. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, it, it's like um, the colors. 
it's like it's a personification of the character. Yeah. Like, especially yeah. I love her go color to page, scheme go too. Go to the page with Betty, and yeah, it's, it's like, like it's totally different. Betty is a vibrant character. Yeah. So and she's crazy. like she's like in a somber she's cold. mood. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's like, and painted. Isn't that awesome? It's like yeah, the texturing on her. It's like mm-hmm. it's like totally she has more different. definition than. All the other characters. Yeah, Williams is book. absolutely outdone. Like, I think that's brilliant because it's tying in like the characterizations of these people to the art style. It's you like know? you may it's not notice it, awesome. but your brain does. It's yeah. like your brain and realizes like this woman is dark. She also, is dark person, her costume mentally and physically. Look, like it looks like the most realistic oh, costume so in a book. Good. It's like this <laughs> looks like it's not a bad thing, but it looks like this is like someone's really good leather costume yeah. that they yeah. made in real life. Yeah. And someone like the fact that you could be a superhero wearing this is crazy. I but. love that they finally took her past a publicity stunt because that was what I felt like she was when she was introduced in '52. It was DC's well, way. And it was to just grab crazy. headlines. And they just forgot all about. It. They introduced her. It, and it was, was like, pathetic. It was like ugh. It, it actually kind of made me angry. I was just like, you did all this hype, and then she was in it for two issues before she got like taken off. Okay, and then never appeared again. Here's a question. So the the previous story, the thing with the New Fifty Two was the whole um the the the, the crime bible thing Rip and then the, the whole sacrifice and all that. Is that what they're referring to in um, All Star Western? Yes. Is that the connection absolutely. with with the um, okay? So I, I thought that I, was, that was I love the idea of a crime bible. I just wish it wasn't called that because that is. A really silly name. What do you want to call it? Crime Diary? It's, no, it's, it's something else Bible. like the, the Diary of a Wimpy the, Criminal? The Dark Bible. I don't know. Cain's Bible. Like, go with The Vampire of the Masquerade, The Book of Nod or something. It's just like calling something the Crime Bible is like calling your group the Masters of Evil. Like, nobody... Skeletor. Criminals don't see themselves as criminals. <laughs> Deathstroke number three. Um, so... This this book has been like crazy, insane violence. Yeah, it's just like also. But really what vicious. what's great about this is like the the dialogue coming from from Slade from Deathstroke in the beginning, where he he gives his perspective on the world and how how things run, and I thought that was really good. I always hear Slade as Ron Perlman, which he was in the Teen Titans uh, cartoon, but I I think that's a great <laughs> voice Gruffy, for him. Scruffy yeah. and like kind of gruff, kind of, but like also kind of uh, snide. <laughs> So, so you mean Ron Perlman in Blade 2? Yeah, basically. Or Sons of Anarchy. Take okay. your pick. <laughs> or Hellboy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, a little less cheerful than Hellboy. So we're, we're getting more depth into Deathstroke. Like yeah. what, what makes him, and, and there's, there's still the, the, the ongoing mystery, what's in that briefcase? Right. He's also still a murderous sociopath. <laughs> um, my problem is, is the, the art. I mean, it gets so crazy violent, but... There's like no detail, like you know. Like, I actually like, like the art when it's in action, but I don't like the art so much when it's just them talking. I feel like the characters are too blocky. I just think there, there's a scene where is it where the guy gets his head chopped, chopped off, yeah. and and I'm not, I you know mentioned this in the review. I'm not saying I, I need incredible oh. detail, but there's it's just like all red. There's like no innards or bone fragments or. They're probably trying to keep it to that T plus. I as guess, to but a mature audience. Um, and I, I don't know how I feel about his, his he being so bulky. Yeah, I mean that's an artistic. Decision. But I mean it, it's a new style. But I, I think I, it works I in like his this. costume, but not so much outside of his costume. Because yeah, he looks kind of like the kingpin in that scene where he's like shirtless and practicing against a robot or something, mm-hmm. a robot that bleeds apparently. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this is a fun book, and and this is show you know, you ask the question, you know, can criminals carry their own book and. It's it's getting better, but I still don't know how they're going to do it beyond this arc because I don't know how much longer I can root for Deathstroke as he like systematically murders his way across the world. I, I think his mask on the cover is too luchadirish. 
You know, it's it's not <laughs> quite quite. You know, he looks like a you know like a Mexican wrestler. I think on the cover, but not so much in the book. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, because I think someone commented on that. That's like, oh, that's what he looks like now. It's like, well, you know, not really. It's was it Simon Beasley did this? Oh, did he? I think so. Oh, cool. Let's see. Blah 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 blah. I'm not seeing. Why is there no cover credits? Am I just not seeing it? Inks, colors, letters, assistant editor. They don't always do cover credits. That's great. I thought they did do that Interior. these days. I, they should. I was they, they, kind of they, it was, it was, it was like a, a recent day. thing. You that does look like Simon Beasley. Basically, um, yeah, it says Biz. Duh. Oh, yeah. there we go. Yeah, yeah. So, it's totally so, Simon it's, Might as well be Judge Red. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. So <laughs> there, it's not just villain killing. I mean, it is a villain killing people, but there's there's a reason and. It's an interesting reason. And I, I like, yeah. It's not the most interesting reason, but it's not the worst one. So would you ever cut your hair and give it to a girl? Because <laughs> I, I totally would not, like, randomly just chop off a big chunk of my hair and, like, give it to some dude and be like, here, take this as a party. Let it stick right in. I don't give a crap. Like, I would not cut my hair. Barbara is not emotionally that. stable right now. Yeah, obviously, because her hair probably looks like crap now. I think, I think you should have, like, Great job, idiot. Kind of, like, creeped out. Like, uh. Yeah, it's like Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton and the right. vial of blood. Right. Like, I, you here, have a piece of me. You do that, you run the risk. Weirdo. Like, I'm going to commit a crime and leave your DNA yeah, evidence right? behind. Yeah, right? Here's my DNA. Maybe, like, maybe, maybe it's not really her hair. Maybe she's wearing a, a, a red wig like the old well, then, 1967 we, Batgirl. You know what? Or then like, She's like really like Batwoman, Batman. and we don't need a Batgirl. Gasp! Maybe it'll make a. Kathy Kane is Batgirl and Batwoman. Whoa! All right, let's. Mind let's, is blown. What a twist. Let's try to cruise through some of these. Huntress number two. I love this book. I thought it was a good book. What? I'm just, you do not love this book. No, I, I love I, this book. I, I, I thought love, it was an incredibly weak ending. I love the art. I'm. I'm well. <laughs> okay. Does the, it answer the, the question of which universe it's set it does in? not. Nope. Uh, the, okay. The, the story is. It, it's an important story. It's you know one of rip from the headlines. You know trafficking. You know kids. So uh, uh, trafficking yeah, young women. In, in uh, you know, in Italy, blah, blah, blah. You're talking about and, uh, yeah. So Huntress breaks Best into, arc. like, the this police department, and she's looking through files and stuff, eating a donut, whatever, putting her fingerprints all over everything. And then <laughs> she, uh, and, like, her saliva DNA, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, then we get, like, back to this guy who's, like, screwing around at some, you know, trafficked female that he picked up. What, what's, what's wrong? Am I not? To the mic. Oh, sorry. Um, and, uh... Yeah, she talks to those reporters, and it it wasn't as evident in the first issue. Tony, I know you had a problem with this. Mm-hmm. I had a big problem with it in the second issue, though, because she's she's sitting down with these two reporters, and she's talking to them, and she's a tourist, you right. know, coming to Italy. So why is she talking to them about trafficking? Like, why does <laughs> like why does she care? You know, she's Italian. Yeah, well, you know, they're investigative reporters. It's a little weird, and then they're talking about. This masked woman who's hotel, you know right. running around town, who's in her hotel. And she's like, "Well, the, she's like, what well, she says, something like things could be true even if there's no evidence." She's basically saying, "Yeah." That, that, uh. I mean, I think that they it's know. Not a great book, but it's I, a fun book. I, th- I think it's a fun book, and it's a good Huntress story, and yeah. it proves that Huntress can stand alone. I, like she can true. have her own book without having to call Batman in for. I'd like to see Huntress help. DLC in Arkham City. It'd be fun. But here's the thing. So the first page, she. She has whatever her climbing rope hooked to an arrow. She shoots it up and she's able to pull herself up. She shouldn't stop using the crossbow. Stop using the crossbow. That's cool, but crossbow's neat. No, it's not. 
It's heavy crossbow. and impractical. Yeah, it's use a, something. Use it's it, a hand it, crossbow. Use a grappling hook. All right, hook. moving on. Exactly. Uh, that Punisher arc that you mentioned, yes. I guess, about, it is the best one. Yeah. And the best scene in that is the end where he throws a woman against the oh. glass. He knows he's never hated someone that much in his life. Yeah. And throws her repeatedly until it breaks. Oh, man. That is the best scene in yeah. a comic book I've read in maybe past five Just, years. Just, yeah, where he says, like, this weird... Out of context, this... Yeah, it sounds, sounds horrible. Really bad. It's against uh, human trafficking. Yeah, Punisher it's, fights human trafficking. Yeah, it's it's oh, awesome. It's yeah, this woman who basically taught them how to properly traffic women. It's like, yeah. oh, you're a reprehensible human being. Mm-hmm. And yeah, who just, wrote this? Uh, Garth Ennis. It was it was his Punisher Max. Yeah. It was the fifth arc of Punisher Max. It was the best. <laughs> Superboy number three. So he's still finding out more about his powers. Um, there is. This might be the most annoying th- first three pages of any book I've ever read. <laughs> oh, the, the, this, this, oh. The, the, the villains, I guess, if you want to call them. And they're, they're, it it was, was just irritating. Well, that, that's the thing. They're, they're these annoying kids. I, what, do they have powers? I don't know. But they're they just, they're just they're evil. Like disintegrating people's heads, I would assume. Yeah. They can't just. <laughs> but um, there, there's some. I, I love. The fact that Rose right, is which in here. Deathstroke is never mentioned in his book. You'd think somewhere he'd bring well, up the fact he, that he, he might not know. Her. Maybe he doesn't know. I mean, she's she she doesn't have the the connection. Like, oh, I want to be like my dad, or I need his affection, right. or anything. So yeah. it's, she's like her own person she's here. Both eyes. She's got yeah. both her eyes. That's so, how so you know. She, I mean, and she's she's being she's a strong character here. I mean, she's a total badass. I mean, she goes out on the field with Superboy into this crazy right. prison, and. Just the, the the hints and the dialogue. I mean, we all know who this red character is. Unfortunately, that got leaked out. But just the oh, I actually the, don't know. That. <laughs> you don't know? No. Who did has you read hair. this issue? Yeah. And did you see what happened on the last page? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know my DC history. It's well, it's not DC. DC. Oh, okay. It's Wildstorm history. Oh, gotcha. I don't know. I know. I know less about Wildstorm than I do about DC. So it was leaked. Okay, now I won't say in case there's still people out there yeah, who don't enough. know. Um, it was it was leaked out who the character is, and I it's it's a clever twist and second issue there's some she basically she has some powers and that's what's mentioned you know she the people at nowhere this secret organization if they find out they'll probably lock her up and do tests on her so she's trying to keep that a secret and it's just it, it's adding love, an interesting twist to superboy's origin i like that superboy is kind of a again a fast talker but also kind of gets himself in these really weird situations yeah, that he, i mean he's 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 young you know he's yeah. he's new to the world all right, trying to get through these quickly. Battle Scars number one. I have no idea what to think of this book. This I, is like this I don't guy. I understand what this book is. All right, we got this guy, Marcus Johnson. He's an army ranger. Um, there's something to him. He could potentially destroy the Marvel Universe. He finds out there's oh there's people after him <laughs> on both sides. There, uh, he, but we don't know who he is. He doesn't know. Taskmaster. Who, he doesn't know who book. he is. So so on this first, I gave this a three. I mean. It, I, I like That's the right. art. The, I, I love Taskmaster. There's, but it's the fact that it's like one of those. Here's some secret character that you never knew about before, and because like Captain America is there, he's like, oh, "That's him." You know, we got to yeah. talk to him. And I'm sure once we find out more, going back, this would you know would be better. But you know the way I looked at it, if this is the first issue, you know a lot of people are going to pick this up and they're going to decide, okay, this is six issues. Am I going to commit to all six issues, or am I going to spend my Two ninety nine on something else. It seems like it has potential, but yeah, I just yeah. don't see what they're doing. But that's the thing. There, there could be the potential there, but it could also. So it could go either way. Literally, at this point, I could, it could be either really cool, really great, or it could just fizzle out and be like, "Why am I reading this?" I, mean, I hate to say that. The other thing is, is this is um, 
it's it was scripted by Chris Yost, who I, I love, but the story is also by Colin Bunn and Matt Fraction. So you got three guys working on the story. Not that it takes three guys to work on a story, but obviously right. that to me that 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 says that there's something big, there's a bigger picture here that we're just not Especially seeing. Because Matt Fraction is one of those names, and that dude just got done with Fear itself. Yeah, so. and and you know Chris Yost, I mean, I yeah. love his stuff. Oh, so yeah. he's great. So Actually, be, because of that be, is, because but. of that, I have to believe that something is going to happen here. I just don't like the fact that we're just kind of teased like, this guy can destroy the Marvel Universe, there's but you don't know about it. There's something to be said for teasing, but there's also something to be said for letting your readers in a little bit. Yeah, so there's that. Um, Black Panther, most dangerous man alive. Well, Lady Bullseye, yeah. It, it's, you know, she's she's crazy. Um, Lady Bullseye, God, they could not have come up with a worse name for that character. Yeah, well, well yeah, that, there's that whole thing. <laughs> um, so the art, Sean Martin, bro. So it, it's a little Francesco Francavilla-ish. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of neat. Um, Kingpin's in here at hand, and there's fighting. I love fighting how, be- flaw- like how just effortlessly Kingpin merges with the hand with the whole Japanese culture thing. It, I think it works really well. I think his whole like his whole thing really melds well with being like a Japanese style crime lord. So is, is he still married? Yeah. Wait, is he? To who? Storm. Black Panther. Storm. Oh, oh, I thought yeah. you meant Kingpin. No, I was like, no, oh. his wife no, no, died. Yeah, yeah it, her last name is still the uh, Charlotte. Yeah, but like, are they? They don't Actually, sc- I don't know if they well, Skype well, the, the, no, I, I think, They used to um, Skype a lot. Because Storm is, is joining the Avengers. They're going to hang out. And I think Black Panther is too. So maybe they're finally going to get back together. Because the whole thing in, in recent arcs, when, when he was the, the previous arc, and she was talking, she's like, do you want me to come out there? He's like, no, I'm going to handle this on my own. When he was in Hell's Kitchen, you know, um, yeah. watching when he was running the diner. So he wanted to deal with that himself. He didn't need right. her. So they just... Because she's stronger than and, and then And then, then she did... Um, Drop in on mm-hmm. him, and there's a whole craving. And then he got annoyed. Craven the hunter was chasing him, and yeah, mm-hmm. so he got pissed. He's like, "I don't, I don't need your help." And yeah, so yeah, there's, there's still that. <laughs> um, just a funny thing about this: there, he's Black Panther's saving someone in the hospital, and Lady Bullseye's. Cha- there is so many. Sca- it's like they they gathered every single scalpel in the hospital, and the hospitals in the entire state, and they're just like chucking them at them. It's like unlimited bullets. The scalpel for, wholesaler. I mean, unless unless Lady Bullseye just had a bag full of. Little scalpels. blades that look like scalpels. She's also Magneto, <laughs> so like, she's walking through the hospital, gathering up. All I mean, the and, and the thing is, you know, because that's the thing is, she's like Bullseye, where she can throw something, you know, with precision and all that. So it's it's just great. And then there's another villain that pops up in here, who I won't mention. Um, so that's gonna be kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you think that stuff is a little ridiculous? The whole Bullseye Hawkeye being able to turn anything into a weapon. Well, Hawkeye can't in 616. He's just good with a bow and arrow. Correct. From what I can see. In Ultimates, he can turn his fingernails into They actually did explain that. What? How, how do they explain that? I think Hickman explained it, that he's got, like, basically hypersensitive eyes. That does not... <laughs> oh, whatever. Does, does, no, I, I know they explained it in Ultimate Hawkeye where, how, how, how he's accurate. That doesn't mean that physically you can turn yeah. your fingernails into killing darts. Right. Um... And I mean, Bullseye, the, Bullseye they've kind of more kept intentionally, ridiculous. like, vague. I mean, like, nobody really knows his origin. Like, the whole Bullseye, whatever, for the money. Uh, the baseball ball, I love that. Mm. But, I mean, that was that turned out to be a it's, fabrication it, of sorts, or at least you don't know what was true right. in that and what wasn't. Wolverine, or 18. So this is the, I really like this the, more lighthearted Wolverine. Um, it was interesting. It's kind of goofy. I, I liked it. I don't know if it's a spoiler. Oh no, it's on. He's on the cover. Fat Cobra yeah. is on here from Iron. What Iron really? He's on the Holy cover. Shit. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I love Fat Cobra. You're gonna love the. Uh, yeah. It's it is it's 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 actually pretty humorous yeah. the way the, the, the where it ends. Hilarious. It's pretty funny. Um, it's got the kid who's basically short round. Uh, yeah, this uh, is Indiana Jones. A less racist but, short round, I should but say. But Wolverine. <laughs> so it's when basically Wolverine had a bunch of money because he he was supposed to be the was like the black uh, dragon. Yeah, of, of Chinatown in San Francisco. So he wants to get all his money so he can pay for his school, but his money got stolen, so he's trying to get it back. And there's all this stuff going on. So it's, 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 Cobra it's, is the best. It's, it's a weird little little arc in between. You t- um, regenesis and schism, and this is like a uh, big trouble, little China. Yes, meets yes. meets Indiana Jones. Absolutely, thank you. It totally is, and with a talking gorilla, a talking smart ass gorilla. Yes, <laughs> so, so it's fun, it's fun stuff. Grifter number three. Um, I'm I'm starting to like this more. First issue, I was like, eh. Second issue was okay. I'm I'm, I'm now that he's got the mask on, I like it more. And I'm yeah, sorry to say that, but that mask is so cool. And um. I guess you can say it. There, there is a, there's mention of Q-Core with someone else. So, um, and next issue, he's going to Seattle. Yeah. So there could be some Green Arrow fighting here. Oh, yeah. So, but, yeah, I, I, I always like um, Grifter from Wildcats. So yeah. I'm, 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 I'm glad that he got his own series. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see where it's going to go. I, I like the art. It's, it's, it's detailed. Penguin, Pain and Prejudice. I, I don't like the kid penguin. His nose just... Looks weird. Well, that's the point. It's supposed yeah. to. Um, so basically, it's, it's it's like his origin. It's like doing. Guess what? Penguin had a messed up childhood. <laughs> People were mean to him. They made fun of him. His dad hated him. It's like you saw that in, in the, the first two minutes of Timber. He had a creepy like, relationship Batman with Returns. his mother. Uh... So it's it, the, the art is interesting though. It, it's 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 Art's very cool. very moody. Mm-hmm. I mean it. it and, and the parts with in the present, I think, are better than the parts in the past. Well, I can actually, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's very, it's just, it's almost disturbing the stuff that he did as, as a kid. It's not almost and, disturbing. Well, it is very well, that disturbing. that that art, I mean, yeah. it's so. I mean, it's it's a good story, but it's it's, it's penguin. Mm. So it's like it uh, is. This is a weird focal point for them. Like penguin, really? Yeah. It's just, but it, that, that's the thing. It's not like it's a secret history. It's like we we know. What it, uh, I, I, but but then I guess if we use unless you want to talk more about it, uh, it's a segue into um, the Avengers origins. So I did not read um, Ant Man and the Wasp last week, um, so I, I want to pick that. Up. But the reason I, I got Avengers Origin Vision, I mean, it, besides a great cover, I mean, oh I love these God. these covers. Beautiful. These are very nice covers. Um, this was written by Kyle Higgins, which I d- 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 the dork didn't tell me he was writing this. So I would have paid more attention to it. Um, and I, yeah, I call him a dork. Um, <laughs> Take but, that, Kyle Higgins. Yeah, Kyle Higgins. But what, what's really cool about this? So we know you basically know the Vision story. You know, yeah. Ultron created him, and, and you know he's supposed to attack the Avengers. But what's really cool about this is just the we interaction should, between we, Ultron and Vision in the early stages. And we also get to kind of see it from Vision's perspective. Yeah. So I really, I, I, I really liked, and I hate like when they did Avengers Year One or whatever. I didn't even read those. Um, I, I know Dan read those. He, he liked them for some reason. Uh, maybe they're good, but it's like I don't need to see their origin again. But this is, it's just really, and the, the art is just really nice. And and this is what I think you, if you're gonna do an origin, give us a little little twist on little take, little you know, showing us something that we haven't seen already with without creating all this secret history that we never knew happened, but just give us a different perspective. So so that was really good, and I got to read that, that yeah. Ant-Man Wasp one. It's good, too. <laughs> um, X-Men Legacy, I did not read this. I'm a little upset, or not really upset, but but this is taking place before. Um, this is a conclusion of, of where basically they rescue Havoc 
Polaris and and Rachel. But it's it's just we we are constantly getting themselves in trouble. We already know that that you know that they're on on the X Men. You know we've right. seen that. So they're obviously they're going to make their way to Utopia. Or, so it's um yeah. So we'll see what happens next issue. That's um, Ghost Rider number five. I don't know how I feel about this Ghost Rider. I like it. How long is she going to last? It's a new tone. I hope for a while. But I hope. with the movie coming out, you know they're probably going to want to. We need some more similar to. Hopefully the movie. they'll come out with like astonishing Ghost Rider or something for that. Uh, just have him be look like Nick Cage. Just go all the way with it. Yeah, and we got Hellraiser. I'm a couple issues behind on this. Um, trying to think what else there was this week. If there's anything else, but anyways, I guess that's that's enough comic talk. Yeah, for this week. Good books. <laughs> Whew. All right, so um, into the news. Mickey Rourke has been trash talking Marvel execs. <gasps> he 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 said that they basically messed up Iron Man two. Um, <laughs> he says, "quote They only wanted to make mindless comic book movies." So apparently, because you know we heard the story where he spent time in a Russian prison. You know he wanted to really get to know his character I, I guess you know he he learned or he worked to talk with, with a vocal coach to, to get the accent and, and i don't know our camera did a really good job yeah but apparently he did a better job and you know some of his stuff was like cut out and so he's basically like this you know they just wanted a, a like a one-dimensional villain and you know he said he did all this prep put all this work into it so he's just like he's he's just annoyed and if that's the case yeah i i could see how that would suck where you put yourself into this and then you know people complain about the movie you know the movie has several different complaints i i still enjoyed it yeah, but i thought it was good but it was at, okay i thought yeah, it was yeah as a villain whiplash is like eh, you know whatever you know then he gets a big armor at the end and all this but it's just, so that's he's he's i don't think mickey Rourke is going to be in a marvel movie again anytime soon yeah, I think he'll come back when edward norton does um <laughs> at, at long beach there was actually a female whiplash mickey Rourke cosplayer so that was interesting. Kind of, kind of interesting. Um, Brian K. Vaughn. So last week we talked a little bit about Stephen King, Stephen King movies and stuff like that. Brian K. Vaughn is writing a TV version of Under the Dome, mm-hmm. which, which we talked about last week. For Showtime. For Showtime. Oh, DKV. So I uh, haven't read that. It's a showrunner so. for that. So I think this is the first time as a showrunner. He did Lost Season, two seasons of Lost as a producer, which means a writer, um, but I could not think of a better person. Based yeah. on Stephen yeah. King's past work, I'll bet that it'll have a really great Act One and Two, and then a disappointing Act Three. Well, yeah, because we <laughs> talked about Under the Dome uh, last week, where I, I said that's things that the ending is it's it's one of those let down Stephen King endings, where it's just it like really that's, I mean the the story is the small town, this dome suddenly appears, Actually, it's instant like impenetrable. Remember that the Luna Brothers? Oh, I, I, I only read a couple of issues. I never could get into I, that. Yes, there was there was strange, there was strange book. The dome was actually an egg. <laughs> weird, weird, weird book. <laughs> so, in under the dome, the, you know this this dome appears. You know, squirrel gets chopped in half. Planes crashing. You can't see it because it's clear, and you know the town is cut off. And you know, how long can they last? So it's like the Bermuda Triangle, sort of. Sort of, but you can still see into the town. You just can't get there. Yeah, think, right? you can see. Yeah, you you, you can't. It's walk about out. how society breaks down when they're separated. Yeah, it's, it's a who, who, who's going to take over? You, how long can their supplies last? And it's funny that King feels this need to explain, while most horror, both writers no, no, and but movies, the explanation it, it's exploration. It's it's a exercise. But I mean, it's an exercise in what if. Yeah, but I mean, no, I mean, like he feels the need to like explain what was oh, the why? ghost in okay. shining? What okay. was it? What was the mist? It's like 
and it's always disappointing. Didn't explain what the mist was. It kind of, well, it's basically uh, uh, don't spoil it. Yeah, it's alluded to. It's alluded to. It's more explicit in the movie. Yeah, so I, I, I liked Under the Dome, except the ending was just a little... Eh. I mean, there, there's a lot of interesting parts, and so I don't know how long the show would last, like how many episodes it's going to be. Um, I'm, I'm definitely curious, especially if, if Brian K. Vaughn's involved, so that's cool. There's also, uh, I guess they're going to make a movie, uh, um, Rose Matter, another Stephen King book, so it's like people are jumping mm. on it. So just... I I just don't Stand, like. Stand I think is coming is getting yeah, trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Affleck might direct. It, yeah, which is kind we, of we awesome. talked about that. Yeah. So that that could be good as long as they don't do um, like network TV movies because those just <laughs> just don't work. What are you talking about? The Langoliers was awesome. What are you talking about? Awesome. Lifetime King, is my King favorite shoot. channel. So. Um, Dark Knight Rises, the IMAX prologue, is getting a PG thirteen rating for some violence. So we, we don't know what only some we don't know what it's going to be involved. It, um, it's not clear if, if it's you know separate from the movie. If it's going to be a new scene, if it's going to be um, you know Bane breaking out of prison or you know what's going on. I wouldn't on. mind that. I think that would be a cool like short. Yeah, I'm a little worried about this movie. Yeah, <laughs> haven't they also been filming like? Uh, um, that Batman scene outside with Bane for like two months. I just I'm weirded out by all like the weird. What if this is all misinformation? And I'm like, why would they? It's not eh. misinformation, but they're obviously not revealing right a, a lot of the Catwoman character right, and also uh, the other villain possible character. We're not going to say. <laughs> so the Bane stuff they have to shoot outside because that was scripted. Right. And they can't avoid that. But the fact is, I don't think they would have that in the script if they. If that was the entire point in the movie. Right. Yeah, I don't know what to think of this anymore. It, from like, a tone perspective, it is weird that they're fighting during the day. Yes. Yeah. Unless maybe yeah, you know. maybe they're going to put like a filter on the... No, the, the, the snow and... Yeah, film you know. day for night. No, <laughs> that, that, that doesn't work that way. Like some you never know. Bad new, new technology. movie, just put a blue filter over it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, tonight, Friday, November 11th, is a premiere of Green Lantern animated series. On Cartoon Network, they're going to do an hour special, and then the series will be on its regular time period slot, whatever, in 2012. And it's CG. It is CG. Yeah. Um, Bruce Tim is involved with it. Um, I forgot who else was involved. Um, he also worked on like Brave and the Bold and a bunch of other stuff. It's it's good. The the CG you do get used to it. It it doesn't feel quite as stiff as like Clone Wars, which I really like the Clone Wars show on, on Cartoon Network. Um, the, the problem with, I mean, even I guess with the, the Batman anime, you know, there's a lot of people are out of proportion. Um, oh, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> and that one, I don't know where those issues came from. Oops. Sarah. Um, so the, so basically like, like Hal Jordan has like huge, he's just like upper body. And so you have, it's, an, it's animated yeah. and CG and Hal Jordan's voice. Um, oh, who does the voice? Uh, is a guy that did spectacular Spider-Man. Josh Keaton does the voice of Hal Jordan, which Josh Keaton is a great voice actor. He, I think he did the voice of um, – he was in Metal Gear Solid, uh, Revolver Ocelot maybe? Oh, or, the young one? Or, I think it was a young one. Or I don't think he was Raiden. But anyways, he's done, he's done a bunch of different video game works. He did Spectacular Spider-Man. But he's doing Hal Jordan, which is kind of kind of – Weird. He's a, he's a bigger voice, yeah. you'd think. But I mean, it, it's <laughs> a good show. It's it's the the CG is like it's so crisp and clear, and I mean, 
Cool. Uh, we we got like some high res images sent from from Warner Brothers, and they're like huge images. And when you do like look at them at actual size, you know you just see the portion. I mean, it's it's the animations are so flawless. And but like I said, you, you warm up to you get used to it. And what's interesting is is they they introduce like the Red Lanterns right away. Oh, interesting. And you know like the the, the Green Lanterns, the Guardians, they don't, they're not really aware of them. So it's and. Um, Green lanterns will die. You know, rings go flying. So it's it's they're, they're pretty pretty deadly, and so it's 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 a it's a good show. So you think the red lanterns are still going to vomit their acidic blood? There is, yeah. There's there's some of that, and wow. so with the, with the effect, you know, it's it's a little. This is Bruce Tim. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it's it's. I mean, if, if you think about it, if it was regular animation, it would just be red. Right. But at least here, there's some. It's not sparkling, but there's like some detail. Definitely. Yeah. So you see stuff. So it's it's kind of neat the, the way they handle it. Um, I guess we should talk about these issues that yeah. popped up. Missed a couple of issues. Uh, um, I have not actually read point one. Point one, huge <gasps> book. Uh, so this was five ninety nine. Wow. What I think is great about this is this is a great way to find out like what's going to be happening in in the Marvel universe. So it's 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 better than when you see previews because previews you only get to see a couple pages. So here you get like these little stories. So basically, there's a story with Nova, mm-hmm. which is is. Some crazy stuff happening. Um, cosmic forces, huge cosmic entities. Yeah, crazy things. So there was a teaser, the "It's Coming" teaser, where something was alluded to. So that that's in here. Um, Age of Apocalypse, which kind of weird, weird future. Yeah, yeah, some some weird future. I liked it. Um, Scarlet Spider was awesome. So Chris Yost, Ryan Stegman. Uh, it's not the Scarlet Spider I want, but I'm actually excited about this. So, yeah. Um, well, we'll see. Um, there's Yin and Yang, these um, no, Cold Moon and Dragonfire's new characters by Fred Van Lenty. Norm, you liked them. I, I, I liked them. I, I, I like liked the writing. Doctor Strange. I, I didn't really like this Doctor Strange story I don't, so much. Yeah, I didn't like Doctor Strange. Um, so we're going to see. How, and I think that's going to lead into the Defenders. And then um, Age of Ultron with Bendis and Hitch, which was creepy future look. So it's it's uh, there's so many pages. It's 64 pages. I think it was like 52 or 54 when you take out the ads. So you get your money's worth, and it's a good way to see are you going to invest in these series next year when they, they come out or, or the storylines or anything like that. So it's it's really interesting. Um, then we also had the new Dark Avengers, so the new Avengers number 18, Bendis and Deodato. This Norton is back. He's got a new team of Dark Avengers. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's, wow. I cannot believe he chose those people. I cannot believe we forgot about this book. This is awesome. <laughs> I spoiled it all today. So um, if, you, if you want to know who... They have an equivalent of, uh, let's say, Duncan, personality-wise, yeah. in here. Yeah. That, like, I couldn't believe... They do have... So I, I guess this, the, the thing you can give away is that in, because he's making a new Dark Avengers, uh, he still wants to characterize them like he did his last Dark Avengers. So there's going to be a Spider-Man, a Wolverine, and you know a power player. Like a parallel of the Avengers, basically. They're not going to be completely new character, completely new like names. Um, who he has as other of his evil Avengers? Crazy, 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 crazy. And so, it's, so um, yeah, there's some some crazy choices, but I I think this some... one character here is way too powerful. Some are better choices than before because, you know, Matt Gargan wasn't really stable. Um, yeah. Having Ares, you know, trying to get him to do bad things. Well, his previous Dark Avengers had two characters who were 
like maybe three characters who are anti-heroes um and he, he manipulated so sentry mm -hmm. easy controlled uh Which didn't work aries out. was a hero basically mm -hmm. uh who we controlled and then i would even say and then um a Dawkin kind of like he's he's not he, i think not he, evil, he he misread him just, yeah he he's he's almost did it for fun the other people he had were evil mm -hmm. but even even moonstone yeah she's she's evil but she was a thunderbolt so she was a hero yeah. so i i just think the the people that he chooses here it's it's almost like he has more of a connection or he's worked with them yeah you know so he he kind of knows them a little little better versus like Bullseye is a crazy killer. I'm gonna take him and hope that he doesn't kill people in helicopters with news cameras with a pen. And I got to figure out how to do damage control. So, so it's gonna be interesting to see how, how that all happens. But the other thing is, is he just gonna take on like one Avengers team at a time? Because there's a lot of Avengers teams, and as powerful as you know these characters are, you know he's he's got to pick and choose his battles carefully. All right, back to the news. Um, Secret Avengers is getting a new creator lineup. So Rick Remender is going to be writing Secret Avengers. Awesome. And Gabriel wow. Hardman is going to be doing the art, which is awesome. There's you a know, one image. It looks really good. X-Force is basically Secret Avengers, Secret X-Men. Except they don't necessarily kill, or they so, try not to. Well, they, 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 they try Secret not to. Avengers. Secret Avengers yeah. don't. Except Phantom yeah. X. Well, yeah, no, X-Force definitely kill, yeah. but Secret Avengers yeah. don't, don't necessarily well, kill. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'll be sad to see Ellis off. Shang Chi did karate chop that guy's head in half on the cover. He did. <laughs> so um, in January, there's going to be Secret Avengers 21.1. So it's going to be written by Rick Remender. It's going to have art by Patrick Zerker, and then um, Gabriel Hardman comes on 22. But what's a little disappointing for me, there's no Moon Knight shown. Mm. So I guess he's busy in, in L.A. There's a what looks like a Human Torch on the team. <gasps> so is it Jim Hammond? Is it Toro? Where is Toro? So it's like I, I don't know. It's not Johnny Storm, but it's like who the heck is that? Could be Johnny Storm, but probably not. Um, Captain Britain is is gonna be there. It's like <laughs> that. That's interesting. I don't know where he's been since MI13 got canceled. Um, Venom is on the team, which is cool. And then Ant Man's still there, so I assume it's Eric O'Grady. Beast. Venom makes Black sense. Widow. Totally makes sense. He is the government sanctioned Spider Man. Right, but. He's limited. He used to be limited on how many times he could wear the suit. I mean, has he reached that twenty mission twenty times yet? So I, I, I don't. know. I think that book sold well enough that they kind of disposed of that. Like, what, time what? I don't know what you're talking about. So yeah. we'll see that. But I but I mean, but the good thing about Venom being used is since it is Rick writing it. You know, Rick also writes the Venom series, so yeah. there's gonna be consistency with the character. I'll probably explain it. Yeah, so it's not just going to be like, oh, Venom's getting popular. I want to try to use him in this book. So it should flow smoothly. Um, also, new news, Alan Davis, who I love, is joining Ed Brubaker in Captain America, starting with issue six. I don't think, I don't know how long he's going to be in there. I don't know if what's, if Steve McNiven's just taking yeah. a break. Um, he takes a long time to draw. Because um, Alan Davis will be on issue six, and he's also on issue seven. Um, beyond that, we don't know because issue eight to solicits aren't out for February yet. So I don't know how long. I mean, I'm sure the information out there, they may have announced you know, how many issues he's going to be doing. But I love Alan Davis, so I, I will take it, his art anytime I can get it. Um, we talked already about the Ultimate Comics. So there's going to be digital code, so you can have your, your choice of reading them digitally as well. You know, 
I, I don't know if I, I'm going to be like redeeming every single code because, you know, Why not? Uh, it's, I'm, I'm buying the comic. I'm going to read it. But something like, like Ultimate X-Men, I'm digging it and loving it. I don't know if I necessarily need to have it digitally. And It's in your account. You don't have to download it. It doesn't take up space. I guess. I guess you, you have to download it if you wanted to see it on your phone, but you can read it online. Yeah. Use a, the Google Chrome app or whatever. I haven't tried that yet. So, yeah, maybe I will then. I don't know. We'll see. But, I mean, it's a good thing. And then I mentioned the, the, the year one, whatever those books are called, are going to have digital codes too. So that's good. Um, one thing that was interesting I saw, uh, Chris Ryle, who's like the editor-in-chief of IDW, he, he tweeted that um, G.I. Joe number eight is going to have a scratch-and-win cover, but it's not really a win. It's going to be like a lottery <laughs> ticket cover, like, you know, the stupid silver stuff that you have to scratch. And it's going to reveal a new... Cobra Commander or something like that. <laughs> so it, it's it's uh, a scratch and sniff, but scratch, scratch and win. Now we, we scratch, scratch and, and sniff. I don't know. The scratch and win is fun, but you don't win Those anything. Those are my favorite kinds. Of what what I don't like is you scratch. If you scratch with your nail, then you get all the. Why slip. would you scratch with your nail? Because I don't carry change around with me, so I never have a quarter or a nickel or. Anything. I would never scratch with my nails. It's, you can't, you it's can't even a, do it with a nickel because they have smooth edges. Well, you can totally scratch with a nickel. Hey, it's a lot harder. No, it's a lot you easier can't. with a dime than a quarter. No, no, really you can totally, having this conversation. You, you take take the edge of a nickel. It's, it's a very hard edge because it goes smooth the side, and it totally would work. Go it, buy a lottery. I'm not it go buy a lottery I've, I've ticket. I've scratched with a nickel. Before. I'm not saying it doesn't. Corey, work. I'm you're it's crazy. Easier with a dime or a quarter. Don't use the ridged edges. Well, anyway, so, I like those kinds of things. That's going to be interesting. Um, Remember Earthbound yeah. came with scratch and sniff cards? The Ren and way, Stimpy. Way back in the day. Ren and Stimpy had the air fowlers, which are disgusting. Oh, Ren um, and Stimpy. Rest in peace, Les Daniels. He is uh, he's, he's a dude who, who did a lot of... Um, he did like uh, five fabulous decades, like the Marvel and DC books, like these like hardcover books, like the history. So this is like in the eighties, like encyclopedia type books, but just in depth, great, great books. And you know, I still see him like in the stores, even though they're they're old, outdated. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, passed away. So that, that's sad. that's unfortunate. Um, Benicio del Toro, Norm. I pick for Doctor Strange, but this is not Doctor Strange. What? Benicio del Toro. No. I can't. Can you see him as a surgeon? No, Corey. You're not allowed to have an opinion. (laughs) Apparently not. Disagree. I wrote an article about this. Uh, Disagree. I think he would pull it off really well. Like, imagine him from Wolfman combined with him from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I don't see him as Doctor Strange. I I absolutely see him. Absolutely not see him as Doctor Strange. Like a dis- not just a surgeon, but like a disgraced alcoholic surgeon. Like so, I could say, come on now, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah, that's no. what he needs. A third movie where I, he I'm can saying, be delightful yeah, and charming. You, you, you described. You just described Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I, I'm not saying he would be good for it. I'm just saying you described him. Maybe if he had like, I think you know, he... the same shoes Tom Cruise wears. That because oh, like, Benicio del Toro had, like, can bring the weirdness. Inches. That's what Doctor Strange doesn't get enough of. Is like the, his weird world. I cannot see Benicio Soto Toro throwing magic bolts. And that's not what we're talking about, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> that's not the new... Star Trek. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> supposedly they want him as a Star Trek villain, but who would he be? J.J. Abrams won't say. Oh, my gosh. Mark Strong. Doctor Strange. Hmm. I can see that. I can't see... I don't know what he looks like with hair. <laughs> you don't? He, was, he, in, Sherlock uh, Holmes, he was in Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, he was the villain. Yeah, but still his, he had the weird, like, vampire hairline. <laughs> vampire hairline? <laughs> Like, I don't know. I, 
mean, you can fix that with makeup. I mean, it's probably going to be con. That that would be. Yeah, I guess. Anyway. I'm still wondering. Which is weird, though, strange. because you don't have the framing device. Because actually, because all of uh, Star Trek is on Netflix Instant, and I never watched much Star Trek as a kid, so I'm now going back and watching it. And I didn't realize there was actually an episode with Khan. Oh, yeah, Khan. Oh, you're watching the original Star yeah. Trek series? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's really fun. Like, the, of course, the effects are dated, so but it's, yeah, it's they, really they, fun. They, they redid the graphics for the uh, for the, uh, for the exterior shots, yeah. but even those are pretty dated. It's like '90s CG. No, they did it in the thousands. Did they? Yeah. Is the version with a commentary on Netflix? I don't think so. No. Okay. I don't think they do commentaries on Netflix, which is unfortunate because I really like the Futurama commentaries. As anyone who's listened to more than two of these knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so we talked about Victor Von Doom cancellation. Um, yeah, I was kind of bummed. That sounded like fun. I love Doctor so Teenage Doom. There's some some controversy over why it was canceled and blah blah blah. You know, some people were saying that the art wasn't got didn't get finished, but other people said that it did get finished. And somebody's Tom Brevoort, Vice com- President of Marvel Comics. He commented. I guess, I think this is uh, this quote is from his form spring or something like that. He said there were problems with getting the work completed on time, and given that it was a pedigree project that likely wasn't going to do huge numbers, ouch, (laughs) I didn't want to have to sausage it up among multiple creators in order to make the ship dates better, in my judgment, not to do it in the first place. Ouch. Holy crap! That's pretty candid. You should I, read. You should read all his answers on Formspring. But basically, you will saying, walk away. No one was going to buy the book, so yeah, why not just cancel it? Who cares? Who cares how how hard Nick Spencer worked, you know, on writing the script and whatever art did get done? And so, Nick Spencer is a good writer. Yeah, I mean, well, his Secret Avengers. I, I love Ed Brubaker. I mentioned this before when the issues came out. His Secret Avengers were really good. Mm-hmm. And and um, infinite was it the, the infinite? No, not the infinite. Um, infinite vacation. The image comic. Oh yeah, I read, I read the first couple issues of that. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm behind on that. That was that's really interesting. Taken. Wow, that's really. And he does Morning exciting. Glories, which a lot of people like. I just I I missed out on Morning Glory, so it's one of those someday maybe I'll catch up on that. So. Well, that's. Uh... So there's there's your Victor Von Doom update. Um, Disney apparently owns some rights to Spider-Man movie stuff, sort of right. Oh now. really? So, they made some deal, I guess, recently. Um, this was a quote from whatever their notes or something like that. It says, this transaction will allow us to control and fully benefit from all Spider-Man merchandising activity while Sony will continue to produce and distribute Spider-Man films. <laughs> so basically, good deal for them, I they, guess. They, they told Sony, you can keep making the movies. You can make all the money you know, that, that it's going to bring in. It's going to be huge. It's going to be blockbuster. doesn't matter. People are going to go see it and everything like that. They get to make all the action figures and party plates and bed sheets and yeah. pajamas. Masks. And <laughs> pajamas. And Backpacks. Yeah. Blankets. So, sheets. So it's, it's crazy. It's also interesting. Um, I don't know if, if Marvel or, or I mean, if Disney's like strong arming because Sony, a year or so ago, they sold the TV rights back to Marvel, which, you know, they held, they, they could have kept the rights and they could have did it. There was talk of doing like a Spider Man Smallville type show, like, you know, series. And, you know, there was a spectacular Spider-Man show that got canceled or never got renewed after the, the second season. So it's interesting. And then we know there's a new Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon coming. But Marvel is going to – or Disney's making some money off it. So I guess if everyone's happy. I was going to say, Disney seems like they're trying to wrangle back in the Marvel properties. 
they need to get Fantastic Four and well, X-Men. Well, first class. I mean, was, how long has it been since Fantastic Four? I thought they had to make a movie like every five years. Or I, it must be long. The same thing with Daredevil. I mean, Fantastic Four and, and Daredevil. It has to have there been is, five years. There's right? a, I think it was like 2010 maybe where they're like, we got to start making a movie. we got to do something. And it's like, well, where is it? And yeah. So just, I, I don't I don't think they've ever really specified how long. Because the same thing is with um, like Universal Studios or MGM or whoever, they, they own rights to the characters appearing at their park, their theme right. parks. So I don't think you can have Spider-Man at a Disney, like Disneyland or Disney World, because they're, you know, so right. I, I, I don't it's know. It's interesting to go into the Disney store downtown and see all this Marvel product. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it makes sense. It's like, wow, a Thor plushie. Yeah. Um, Who doesn't love that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my daughter has a little Thor. If you're talking about little ones like that, yeah. I got her a, at Long Beach. I got her Hulk little plushie. So oh. it's one of those where you can pull his hair back. He looks really funny, and you just kind of give it a shake, and his hair just poof, loose out. So kind of thing. She likes the answer to the tour will be better than Patrick Dempsey, but still, I don't think so. Patrick Dempsey. Did you ever see that that art? I forgot who drew it. Some like professional artist. Jude Patrick Dempsey is Doctor Strange. Yeah, no, 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 thank you. Ugh. But he's a doctor. He knows how to play. Yeah, of course. That <laughs> does not qualify him to play a Doctor Strange. <laughs> and he played a villain, so he can be dark and, and Transformers. Spoiler. Yeah, he was he was in there. I didn't see but that. You saw that one preview where remember the I thought he was that chick's boss. Yeah, and he kind of turns bad. Spoiler. He's a bad turn boss. Bad. He was bad. <laughs> he's bad. Well, he wasn't Christian bad Bale when he better Doctor Strange. Oh no, I agree. Well, I don't need to see Christian Bale as Doctor Strange. For your whole I can totally see Christian Bale as Doctor Strange. Listen, he does not just have one voice. And yet, as John Connor, have you seen other Christian Bale films? I've seen tons of them. Okay, I love Christian Bale. He has a hair for it too. He does. He's got some great hair. He does. Spider-Man, turn off the dark. Oh, what's her face is suing? Oh, there's that. She's suing for the her idea or something. Yeah. I don't, don't know. I think she got compensated for producing that mess. Well, the, she should have to pay for like the millions of dollars and under over budget. I don't know. But anyways, that that's not what I I I. I Who is she suing? Me. Bono? No. No, I don't know. Um, a sixth performer was injured. Oh gosh! How is someone not suing her? Like, got a, <laughs> they they got a, a, a head injury. Thank you. But it was, it was I had some... a head injury the other day. That's why I cut my hair. Okay. <laughs> um, so Curtain it... rod What's smacked your... oh, my okay. head. You're serious? Yes, okay. I'm serious. It hurt. <laughs> I, bet. I had a bruise on my head this big. Oh. Anyway, like we can. Warner Brothers eating. Yeah, kind of. Except <laughs> that, like, I fell on the ground and I was like, oh, I can't see. Okay, so Julie got... Taymor. So, so I got um... bangs. Yeah. So you should sue Julie Taymor. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm never mind. Um, so the the person who got injured is someone who, who plays Spider Man like on Wednesdays and Sundays or something. So they got Aww. extras, I guess. It's, I think it was like a stunt person, not not the the regular Peter Parker actor right. or whatever. So there's that. Um, Gotham City Imposters. It's going to launch January 2012. Open beta is coming soon. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I know. I don't know if they release any footage. I think it'll be a fine footage. piece of like download. I think it'll be a fine download multiplayer focused shooter. Yeah, we'll see. I don't got time for that. It looks interesting. Like it, it, at least they're doing something interesting with it. Again, to weirdly bring up the Punisher on this podcast, but that Punisher game that came out was garbage. Wait, Punisher video game? The FPS one that was like a download. 
Oh, I never saw that one. It was. I meant the way the, the, the one I actually really liked on. that one. Yeah, the one where you can like shove someone's head in the fryer. Yeah, I, I really and push into buttons like how hard you're. Yeah, you know, I never but, played um, it. Anyway, it's interesting that they're at least giving this one its own like look and its aesthetic, and you've got the interesting stuff with the bouncing around the level with like interactive uh, elements. It is an interesting take that they're they're taking a, the Batman franchise and you know using it this way. Yeah. Or did the name trade? I mean, they finally. This must have been a publisher's like greatest dream of finally putting a gun in the hands of Batman. <laughs> so, um, and it was has been confirmed. So we have that AKA Jessica Jones show coming out mm-hmm. sometime um, next year or something like that. Hmm. It's been confirmed that Luke Cage will appear in the show. Awesome, so, alias the show, mm-hmm. AKA oh, well, not I was called say, alias. I can't call it alias because yeah. that's. A different show. Okay, and now now is a time for community questions. So this one is actually from last week, but I saved it because Sarah wasn't here last week. So basically, um, right before the podcast, I just took questions on Twitter to see what people want to know. So this was from last week. This is from Jason Kungle, and he asked, Are comics too focused on the male market? Do comics aimed at females not succeed because they aren't given a fair chance? Yes. Yes, yes. And yes. Yes. Yes, yes, kind of. <laughs> they're not yeah. so they're not marketed properly t- towards uh female readers and potential female readers. Like the industry And when they are marketed, they're marketed improperly. Completely improperly. Like you had Miss Marvel, but Look at half the positions on every cover of that book. <laughs> like, I'm sure that the inside of the book and the story was great, and it was really pro, was like, like girl. Horn, the... But pretty much, like, why? Oh, like, that's totally going to turn Same me off from Hulk. picking up. You know, she looks like she's bending over to. You don't need to write. I'm not going to get into it. We but... don't need to write comics for girls and women. Wait, that's star women. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can write a you can write a decent story and target both male and female readers. Batwoman is a great example of that, yeah. and I don't think that they market Batwoman properly. Yeah. Well, so. it's also like um, and what I mentioned that that Fear itself seven point two that one character. So it's like the way she's dressed that could turn some people off. It's like, is that really necessary to have? It's and yeah. and, and you, you get that. I mean that that's how you know male and females are always have this perfect embodiment you know they they have these insane body images whatever you want to call it and so yeah it, it's it's clearly how that could be a turnoff to male and female so it's it's weird though like if you were to ask me if okay let's say you have a cover of like a witchblade comic okay and mark silvestri did one cover and then greg horton did another cover and ask me if i would read either of them i'd right. say I, I might actually pick up the mark silvestri cover because it's pretty and it's not real Right. right, so it's a little cheesecake, but that's fine. Like I can deal with it. I know a lot of girls can't stomach that, but the Greg Horn that just looks like porn to me. It's really like it's Greg just, Horn it and really, Greg Lynn. No, both Greg. I mean both, Greg but Horn, Greg really, Horn. The, the it looks people like painted. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it creeps me out, yeah. and I look. I, I don't it's know. It's a little uncanny valley-ish. That's why I all have the same like vapid smiles. Yeah, it's really like, weird. Yeah, oh, and and, and weird. but just on note, Mark Silvestri's Witchblade was pretty. There's a lot of skimpy. I mean, her her dresses, Whoa. clothes were always ripped. I mean, at least since um, because I've seen I, a cop dress like that. I, I, <laughs> I stopped buying that 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 comic like early on, and then it was when Ron Mars came back that I got back into it. And 
she's actually wears more clothing now and and you know it's it's a great series and we should talk more about that because there's some big things coming with that so it's, yes also yeah. also there are really no female characters or female representation on books like the avengers like where are the girls how how much Ball how much tree. panel time do they get conversations between characters are always between iron Black man Widow. captain america and thor when he was alive mm. valkyrie's got her sort of and now valkyrie and how much are they marketing that book they're really not i yeah i don't know they're really they're really doing <laughs> they nothing slap fear itself on like it, they is... they slap fear itself on it but they're not they're not really marketing that book like they're not telling like they're not talking about how hey this is a a title a marvel book right like featuring a major female marvel character and you know girls should totally pick this up like nobody's talking about that i think it's a catch-22 because i think they're afraid to market female-centric books because female-centric books traditionally don't sell but because they don't market them they don't sell so (laughs) it's kind of a it's a a weird proposition there are more male readers than female. I'm not saying that there are that female readers don't exist, but they. they the ratio is not as bad as people think, though. It, it always gets assumed that it's like seventy thirty or even eighty twenty, but I would say it's probably closer to sixty forty. But it's also like like when you look at the superhero action figures, you know, like especially in the nineties, it's like if there was a female figure, they, they were like impossible to find because the manufacturers, whoever fear, you know, boys or kids who are buying these, don't want to play with the female action figure. They don't want to play with the Barbie. So. Right. The, the perception is still there that it's it's only males, and that's obviously not the case. I played with Barbie and G.I. Joe. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear about that. I'm going to play with the figures Together. Together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Moving on. other questions. Um, this is from S. Esposito7. Do you guys prefer comics? I don't know why I said it like that. Do you guys prefer comics that are more serious and gritty in tone or more traditional superhero books? Gritty. I like crime noir, mm-hmm. like Darwin Cook crime books are my favorite. I think both have their place. I'm not sure if I could actually yeah. say that I prefer one over I the other. I think I prefer any. I, I think, I mean, even you take someone like Batman, you can have some gritty, dark Batman, and you can have some some right. fun, they're both fun, brave and bold. Yeah. And there's some fantasy books. And, yeah. and even like Spider-Man, like you, you take like, like the Grim Hunt, which would get got pretty dark and everything, and then yeah. Avenging Spider-Man, which it's is traditionally awesome. it's more, yeah. It's um, funny, you don't get a lot of traditional science fiction books. I, you know, even like indie that. publishers, science fiction. Even then, it's. I just. Like I don't think. Books or fantasy. I don't think science fiction works in comics. I don't think it's mm-hmm. like you look at the Star Wars comics, the Star Trek comics. To yeah, me, my 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 biggest complaint every single if I ever review one of those comics, I always have to mention it's the colors. When you look at, it's it's too bright. You know, when when you have these, you know, the, the, even the lasers or the ships. I mean, it, it doesn't just. I don't want to get into that tangent, but yeah. Um, the second part of the question: Are there certain characters that you prefer to read in a certain style and tone? I love when Batman is dark. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I, I like when we get the dark, gritty Batman. Like when, uh, Jeff Loeb oh, never forgot that Batman is a detective first and foremost, and that's yeah. why I think he wrote some of the best Batman stories to ever come out. True, I agree with you, Corey. Back then, well, yeah. Even now, I still say long how much how much of the te- no, long, i mean back when i say back then i meant long Halloween. Oh, okay <laughs> i know i mean hush or uh, i still or, hush or batman superman and you'll never convince me otherwise superman batman was great while Loeb was on it <laughs> he was not detective when Loeb was on it yeah but i mean it's a little tougher to to do that with superman who can just like analyze anything on a molecular level <laughs> okay here's one from the real rebel why Tom, is are you gonna answer any of these questions 
I've been talking about. Yeah, I've been answering. Yeah. I I think I answered well, every single. Where, how, which Batman do you? I, I said I, I I mentioned I like them both. Yeah. I said you know you can write bright you know like Brave and a Bold cartoon. I love it. It's great. You know it's campy, yeah. but then I like the dark stuff too. I remember watching the old Batman series on TV. It's awesome. Adam Which, West? The old one? Adam West. Adam Weed. Yeah, my daughter loved that movie. We watched the, the one with the shark and the bomb. And the TV show is great. It was, it was Some days yeah. you just can't get rid of a bomb. Okay, yeah. so from The Real Rebel, why isn't there a bigger push to get girls and women into buying graphic novels? Women are the biggest buyers of books. I think we can answer this question. Yeah, yeah I mean, we well, just... this question was from this week. The other one was from last week. I mean, no. It's kind of the same. Curate the questions, Tony. I'm just giving everyone an equal chance. They, I ask for questions, and they ask. I would say, again, they don't want to take the chance. Yep. Yeah. But because they don't take the chance, the girls don't buy it. So, yeah. But, but he, here, here's the, the thing. Sense. Um, there's this, this series of books called Outlander, and I think they're working on a movie. It's by Diana Gabble, Gobbled something, Gabble. So um, it's it's basically it, – it's I, sh- I really shouldn't get into this. But anyways, there's a comic for this. So – the the story is this woman like in 1940s or 30s like in Scotland she basically time travels she goes back in time and she gets you know involved with like this Scottish dude and everything like that so there's I think there's like seven books it's really well written and stuff like that they made a basically like a graphic novel at a first book but I bet it didn't sell that well and for one thing I, it wasn't like a major publisher for one thing right. and you know they they do make comics they made you know Pride and Prejudice um, Sense and Sensibility I think or they made Emma so they're doing all these I don't know how the sales are doing I mean I don't think the individual issues maybe are selling as well And but then they're getting collected and sold at the bookstores I don't know if yeah. people are buying those or not so there's I mean I guess they are trying then there's uh, the Twilight mangas yeah I think the so I bought the first one we, we talked about it we reviewed it or or something like that. I think pretty, that the second one, terrible. the second one just came out. <laughs> oh um, yeah. I haven't even. I, I saw it at a store. I didn't even mm. pick it up. But <laughs> there's that. Um, okay. Next question is from R.C. Grimshaw, and this is one that we can't really answer. Um, I wish we could. What's up with Stephanie Brown? I loved her as Batgirl, and that comic going away depressed me no end. She'll be back. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So she's going to be in. Batman Incorporated in December, I think it comes out. Yeah. They're, they're gonna they're taking like like issues eight and nine, or it's two issues or that were supposed to come out didn't come out for whatever reason. You can probably figure it out. It's gonna be like a one shot, and they're gonna tie up because the, the way the last issue ended, I think it was issue eight. It's like next, and they're supposed to because Stephanie was sent to to England to go to school, and there's supposed to be something going on there, and so yeah, we're gonna see that. But she's gonna be back as spoiler in there, which is spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, because she can't be eh. Batgirl, so I don't know. Eh. I don't know if she ever was Batgirl. We don't know in the new Fifty Two if there's going to be mention or if she. If that's know. not her battle cry, I will be severely disappointed. <laughs> um, here's another question about a book today. This is from Matthew Singer One. Do you think Penguin Pain and Prejudice will make Penguin a more prominent Bat villain in the long run? He is pretty prominent now, ever since the Gaze of Gotham stuff. Yeah, who cares about it? <laughs> Penguin? Yeah. You don't I like Penguin? Yes. I don't really care for him. Do you like yeah. him in the video game? He's a jerk in there. I don't like him. Well, I mean, that, he did a good job, I guess. Voiced by Nolan North. He's but but great. the whole thing, I mean, crazy. it was always weird when, when they, they made him more, you know, like a, a mini kingpin, you know, when he's got his club and his, you know, I guess that kind of works is better than, better than, having than him, a guy like, with an umbrella. Yeah, and, gassing you know. people he was more of an owl. Yeah. yeah, kingpin. So, but he, Birds of a feather. he's not one of my favorite bat villains. I just, I mean, there's, I mean, it's not really fair. There's so many other cool villains, but mm-hmm. I just never a penguin fan. So, I yeah. don't know. 
Um, next, we got two more. This is from My Name's Casey. Hey, Casey. What up, Casey? No, it's My Name's Casey. <laughs> That's what is his name. Has it been confirmed that Star-Lord and Nova, Richard Rider, are coming back with Thanos? Um, I don't know anything about Thanos. Well, in Marvel, or... in this uh, point, Nova's one back. Book, Nova's back. Nova. The, the thing is, I mean, it's Ed McGinnis. It, it it doesn't look like Nova, just but the way he's drawn. So it's supposed to be him. But then what Norm, you didn't like, and I know someone, I think they mentioned it in the comments, where he says, epic fail. Yeah, uh, like yeah, no, and that doesn't seem like something Nova would say. Um, Star Lord, like, don't know. You know, Nova three years ago. <laughs> I mean, he he looks more like a kid there, and and that's the thing. He he should be late teens, early twenty. I mean, I don't no. know. Nova. He was, was always old. a kid. He was always a kid. No, he was like a he was like no, a, when no, he first no. became Nova. He was like a, like a teenager. He's late twenties at at the Mid youngest. He was with the New Warriors. Like he's now. like a, he's ago. the same yeah. age as as, as <laughs> Vance and and Speedball. Nova is a hero. So Vance is pretty I'm not saying, we, what, he can't be a hero if you're a kid? He Damien is, yeah, is he a hero is, when he's 10 years old. He's in wars. He's covered wars, yeah. you know? That, that doesn't Nova mean, oh, so fighting in a war ages place. you 10 years? Nova's very Hal Jordan-like. It was kind of, kind of, I mean, it was the annihilation. Would you go through a, a time over, time war for something like that? It over a long period of time, the, the yeah. annihilation. I don't know if, um, uh, I'd say early 20s. No, 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 no. He's mid-20s at least. Late twenties. I don't. I don't care. Pick one. Who are you gonna, who are you gonna side <laughs> um, with? Side where? Um, uh, mid twenties. That's right. All right. All right. Screw all you guys. You all. Um, last one, and then I'm out of here because I'm tired of you guys. Coming. <laughs> oh, this is coming all the way from Ireland, and it says that this is from. Um, I'm gonna apologize for this. Feel Gal Ryan. That's a, the Twitter handle. Um, coming all the way from Ireland. And I'm not going to do an Irish accent. I don't want to insult anyone. Are any of you reading Avengers Children's Crusade? And if so, what do you think of it? Um, I liked it a lot. I love it. It was really good, right? It's not over yet. I think there's there's still still two two more. more. Read the the disclaimer. It does not fit in the continuity at all. And it's like bi-monthly, which sucks. Alan Heinberg, Jim Chung. I'm definitely going to buy that. Hard, they they better yeah. make a hardcover of I will, that. I will definitely buy that really when good, it comes out in trade, but I really didn't know series. about it for a while, so I kind of learned about it when it was in issue five, but I would like to be reading it. Those kids it. have not been in any other book either. Mm-hmm. Not really, no. I love Wanda. Which is unfortunate. Maybe it'll show up in Avengers Can. Yeah, maybe, actually. The Runaways are going to show up. Oh, awesome. Yeah. The Runaways are supposed to be in a movie. Yeah. All right, that's it. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Have a nice weekend. Early 20s. Happy Veterans Day if you celebrate Veterans Day. How old is Nova? Late Let 20s. Us Early 20s. <laughs> Happy Pocky Day. And we all survived. No one died. The world Hooray. didn't explode. It's not over yet. Yeah.